0: Check this. The
1: Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts,
2: Steve Dangle
3: and Adam Wilde. Wow. 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 I mean, there's so many things that we could we could cover. There's there's the... Um, Freddie Gauthier. Yeah, there's Freddie Gauthier being called up. There's the Toronto Police winning last night. There's the huge three-way trade. But I think the thing we need to lead with is... The insane story about how Steve Dangle tried to abandon his dog by the side of the road and was unsuccessful in that attempt. Unfortunately, he came back. So, Um, now you're stuck again with two. As much as you've always wanted one dog, not two, and Mrs. Dangle won, and you tried to sabotage her, it didn't happen for you.
2: And I figured no one would expect me to intentionally get rid of the first one. Right. Thwarted again! I wouldn't have got away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids with it. Did you try and
0: delete a dog?
2: I did. Matt Hardy. Delete. Um, it didn't work. No. no, so that was very concerning. So yesterday I was on a roll. Got up, nice and early, started an article, finished an article. That should be up today, I hope. It's on Patrick Marlow and why he's amazing. It was uh, from a discussion that we had on this very show. Uh, then I made a video for TV. Started it. Ended it. Done. Answered a bunch of emails. Texted Adam. Adam goes, we have a call in five minutes. I go, what? Cool. We do the call, and then I hear a whine at the back door. I go, oh, it's Charlie. That's right. He's been outside for like an hour just pl- <laughs> playing with his brother Iggy. Oh, I'll let them in. Where's Charlie? Oh, here's Charlie. Where, where's Iggy? Well, Iggy's not in our backyard. Let me look into our neighbor's backyard. Right, and- because- oh, my God, their
3: door's open! Because man-made hole in the fence, Steve and... I mean, to, to, to give some background on this, to be fair to Steve, the dog's at the neighbors and Iggy were dig under the fence and get into each other's yards anyway. So they decide in their infinite wisdom, um yeah, your your poppy's gonna poke you there.
2: <laughs> there we go. So I'm just gonna you know what? It belongs on a jacket. I'm yeah, sorry.
3: Yeah, mine's on my jacket. Um the uh so <laughs> so I guess you you, you removed some boards from the fence. Yeah, three panels. So they can play
2: in both yards, which I think is super cool. Yeah, me too! Until your neighbors leave their door open. Well, I don't... I think it might be broken or something, because it's blown open more than once. And there was one time Iggy got out, and it was my fault, and our... Back door was open but luckily he just went to the front lawn. There was another time where he was smeared in poo and uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> My wife and I are both home and then bing-bong. Oh, I wonder who that could be at the door Oh weird our dogs aren't freaking out that someone rang the doorbell And by dogs, I mean just dog because we didn't have Charlie yet And there's Iggy at the front door with our neighbor going your dog got out and covered in poo. Yeah and somehow. This, So what happened was I see the doors open And I just start freaking out, throw on my shoes, start screaming Iggy's name all all around the neighborhood, run around the street to my neighbor's house, because like our houses aren't on the same street. It's just their backyard happens to back onto our backyard. And then so I'm starting to come to terms with, okay, the dog is gone. Iggy's gone. I have to find him. I love that he's a flight risk, by the way. I'm surprised he didn't just come back home. Yeah. Dick. Well, Charlie <laughs> did, and our neighbor was like, oh, well, they get out all the time, and when that happens, they just go right to the front door. You know, like Jehovah's. Mm-hmm. Like, just, no worries. Excuse no me, worries. sir, have
3: you found Jesus? Yes. And have you found my treats?
2: <laughs> have you found my dog? Uh, w- Would have been a great question to ask. But um, as I'm about to run back to my house and get in the car, I get a call from my father-in-law, and I just go, "That now's, now's not the time I'm dealing with a crisis. He goes, you lost your dog? I go, <laughs> What? He goes, I'm an emergency contact for some reason. He's at the pound. (laughs) (laughs) They picked him up. So he was missing long enough that someone saw him, was like, that's a lost dog. Googled Animal Services Oshawa, called Animal Services Oshawa, and Animal and a guy Services in a, Oshawa shows
3: up. A guy in a cape and a big bowler comes with a big net. Yeah. captures him. net. I'll get you now, Iggy. And, and, then and now did. you're <laughs> glue.
0: Oh, oh
2: my god! god. Wow! <laughs> oh my god! We I don't it's think that's- I don't, it, It's not. It dog is,
0: is glue. No,
3: he's hot dogs, obviously.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that bird that goes hot dog! Yeah! Yeah, that's why
3: we don't have a stray dog problem here in Canada, because- Wow. We sell so many hot dogs wow. at the James game. Yeah,
0: wow.
4: <laughs> big dog killing
0: farm. Snyder's. <laughs> that's
3: why. That's why. Oh my god! But first, they would a- have used his skin as a new coat.
2: Sheerling, <laughs> okay, I believe Cruella it's called. Okay, de Deville is not
3: Canadian. <laughs> She's British. Is Glenn Close? Glenn Close is American.
2: Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, well, we had a Glenn Close one. Yes. Had to go down to uh, <laughs> the pound and. Cl- and- long story short, microchip your dog if you haven't, because A.D. It's, was not wearing a collar, and the only reason we were able to find him is because he was microchipped.
3: Yeah, that was one of the uh, recommendations they made. Well, I, I think, I don't even think it was a recommendation. It was a, you must do this. Because rescue dogs, uh, like ours, uh, and I'm and like Charlie I'm sure, are for some reason, they it can be take the littlest thing to spook them, and then they're yeah. gone. And it yeah. doesn't matter that they've been at that home for five years, and they've never run away, and they always come when you call, could just one little thing, and Gone. We
2: found out recently Charlie's like one of his number one fears: the smell of lamb meat. Lamb meat, like uncooked lamb meat. Really? If anyone can explain that one to me, I'm all ears. It's a fear. Yeah, like tail between My the legs, be hides that. underneath the kitchen table. The like, terrified search. Maybe he's been at the hot dog factory. I don't know. It's <laughs> no, because no, they <laughs> also kill lambs, yeah. right? <laughs> No, ah! it's
3: golden doodles and lambs.
2: It's basically the same, yeah. you know. Uh, fur right? they do look the same. Yeah, maybe it's. You know what? You so guys are awful, <laughs> awful men. It's not
0: our fault that Schneider's <laughs> is killing dogs. It's your fault that you're a Whoa. terrible person,
2: though. Allegedly, Jesse. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Allegedly, I, with apologies, millions of dogs all, every year. In all
3: seriousness, Schneider's. We're just kidding. It's
0: a joke. Mm, we're Schneiders. kidding. I yeah. enjoy your
2: tasty products. In fact, that's what I buy. <laughs> that surely contain no percent of dog. No. <laughs>
0: So, percent of your dog,
2: no, because I saved my dog <laughs> exactly from the pound, and he was so happy to see me when I saw him. Just kidding, all he wanted to do was explore the rest of the pound and chase after <laughs> <Aww>. a cat. <laughs> because if you've ever been to a shelter, they like have cats that just yeah. chill on the desks, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and there's He's so many, to chase them. there are so many butts to sniff there. Like, that is an exciting spot. All the butts, there's so many butts. But what seemed great about the whole thing is. Had Charlie not whined at the back door, how much longer would I have left that situation? I mean, I guess Iggy would have been safe. But all the same. And then, like, he seemed so concerned. And then when I brought... Like, Charlie freaks out every time I come home. Like, he's five times what Iggy is when I come home. And all he was doing was sniffing Iggy when he came back. So I feel like he he knew he was lost. It's interesting
3: that of the two dogs, the one that you raised from puppy is the one that left. Yeah, again...
2: That's Again, very no, interesting. Charlie's easy. Charlie's a carpet. Like why? all this, all this, all these nightmare stories you hear about, you know, rescue dogs and baggage and whatnot. None of that with Charlie. Mm-hmm. None of that, except for the lamb. Which but also, weird.
0: why is there a hole in your fence?
2: Why? Because they were digging <laughs> underneath it. It, it was going to be
3: one way or it was going to be the other, right?
2: Well, first of all, in. yeah. It no no oh yeah just fill it in thanks person without a dog <laughs> oh, yeah, just fill it they'll in they'll dig it back up fill Trust it in me. and then What's hand the thing? dog a memo not to, to dig anymore <laughs> the fence is there the problem is the door was open what was the no. door being open there's a hole
0: in between your two backyards
2: do you open the hole in your apartment Jesse or the door Stephen. It's a, <laughs> <Steven>. <laughs> it's a door! Do you leave the hole open all night? It's Steven. more of an archway, I mean, you if we're being honest. You can't control
0: whether your neighbor's door is open or not,
2: correct? Mm. Right, so this So is you
0: concerning. can't risk it that, oh, I hope they have their door closed every time you let your dogs out. I usually So sit- you put something in front of the hole so your no. own dog stay in your own damn backyard. No. You don't make them <laughs> the responsibility of your neighbor. It was my you fault. inconsiderate neighbor. It was my
2: fault. Who? First of all, they are very considerate. Second of all... It was my fault for A, leaving them so long, and B, not sitting at the table that I usually do, which I can see clearly into the backyard. So
0: you just sit there and watch your dogs all the
2: time? Yeah, it's great. Hey, start video blogging, everybody. Don't hate. Don't hate. If you want to do it, just start video blogging, everybody. That's what I did.
0: I I stopped listening once. And
2: I got my two dogs, (laughs) and they're not made into any kind of food. And I love them, and they have to wear their collars all the time. Iggy has lost his going outside without a collar privileges permanently in the same way that he lost his back car window open yeah, privileges he tried when he to jumped escape. out. <laughs> I think Iggy's they, an idiot. I think like, he's dog. Is
3: he an idiot, or does he just not want to live in your oppressive home? I mean, I think that's clearly... Um, he tried to escape through the
2: car, now through the fence. I mean, it, it might who be is,
3: whose fault is this,
2: really? You, you have you know, no idea, because he can't talk. <laughs> Maybe when they were handing him back to me... In dog language, he's going no. No!" We have no idea. Charlie seems pretty cool with it all. He's like, I don't know. They feed me. There literally could not be
3: a happier dog on the face of earth. I I I agree with you, Steve. I think he's just oblivious and just wants to like explore. Why not, man?
2: What what I don't like Like is on more than one occasion, my friends. I think maybe even you have been like Iggy is just like you, Steve. I don't think I've ever said that. He's just a big idiot. No. No one has ever said that. At least three of my friends you have know said why? that. You know why that's including inaccurate? My wife.
3: You know why that's inaccurate? Because Iggy can long divide.
2: No! No! <laughs> oh, we don't know that. All right. He's been to the pound one time, divided by one, equals, I, I'm not sure. Steve. I, probably.
3: Steve gets his dogs. Ottawa and Nashville get their centers.
0: Oh my God. That was bad.
3: That was bad. <laughs> what the trade was bad?
2: No, your oh, I think that was a good transition.
3: <laughs> I think Ron McLean would be very proud. I'm going to send that to him.
2: Transition. All right, that was very. Old. I, I want
3: to send that to Ron McLean and just see what he thinks. Okay, okay. Mm. See how we rate on the Ronometer there. Um, what would Ron say for that? We'll figure it out. Um, okay, so <laughs> Ottawa finally gets their man. Well, they get they get rid of their man, uh, and that's what's interesting. Kyle Turris was their man.
2: Sorry, I figured it out. An, an avalanche of players involved in the deal. We'll find out who ends up on top of the mountain. <laughs> See, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Sorry, sorry.
3: You <laughs> know <laughs> what? Uh, there was a lot going on, okay? Jesus. I know, sorry. No, yeah. I'm being difficult. Um, <laughs> Ottawa. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> when Ottawa was talking to Kyle Turris, he wanted $6 million, and they're they like, cool. Six times six. Yeah. He. Well, Pierre Dorian said cool. Well, Pierre Dorian said cool to $6 million. He did not say cool to years 7 and 8. Kyle Turris wouldn't budge with the Ottawa Senators on years 7 and 8. He said, you got to give me 7 or 8 years. That was that was the deal. But Nashville didn't. Right. So Pierre Dorian, I'm not sure if you saw this clip, but on Sportsnet this morning, or sorry, Sports uh, Sportsnet this morning. Sportsnet Connected. Sportsnet Connected. Uh, this morning, he said... <laughs> And This is the best. He said, uh, well, that's news to me. I, that's not what we discussed ever. Six years was not what we discussed ever. As in, I don't think this deal gets done if Kyle Turris didn't also want out of town. If mm. he's making Ottawa come to the plate with se- years seven and eight and he didn't do that with Nashville, don't you find that interesting?
2: Maybe it's he believes in Nashville more? Or maybe... He wants to be there more? It's interesting because this trade leaked... And Friedman, the thing, Friedman was on every station in the world talking about this trade. And the one thing he said over and over and over again was the deal was in place, then it kind of got out. Um, Ottawa set a deadline on the Friday. Friday
3: which is so stupid. But, I know. Oh,
2: you're going to set a deadline. It's a and negotiation the ma- tactic. I don't know. They got poor really one. angry. They took a breath. Eugene Melnick said stuff to the media. Uh, you hear that?
3: You hear what they want for Duchesne? Is that what he said? Yeah. And then they got him. And then they paid it. <laughs> it's my favorite. You can't talk yourself out of a bad situation, right? And never let
2: your owner talk. Ever. Ever. I've and never seen, is the worst.
3: I've never seen Larry Tannenbaum in front of a camera. Just throwing that out there.
2: What does his voice sound like? I, I don't have
3: no know. idea. No idea. He's but,
2: actually not a person. He's Whoa. just a guy. He's just a guy.
3: That Tannenbot.
0: <laughs>
3: okay, that was good. That was good. I'll accept that. So, so, so it's interesting that Turris leaves Ottawa now. Maybe for years seven and eight, he would have been accepted. He would have been able to accept less per annum. So maybe it's five point five over eight years or seven years or whatever. Maybe. And Nashville was just willing to give him more in less time. But six years is still a long time. He in, anyway. I guess what was interesting about this is Elliot Freeman went on Tim and said yesterday, and he said that. A lot of the times when dead deals leak, and it's rare that they do. It's usually like, well, they, they, like the Valtteri-Philpola to the Leafs thing sort of yeah. leaked last year. Yep. But normally when that leaks, the deal's already dead, it's off the table, and it's done. This deal seemed to motivate all parties involved to get the deal done. And I thought that was really interesting because, you know, I'm sure the fans and the players and management that weren't privy to those conversations were probably like, come on, guys. Get what, this together.
2: What was especially interesting to me, and that was another thing Friedman made sure to uh, really emphasize, was names getting out there uh, really forced the trade to giddy up. Well, whose name? Duchesne? No. I mean, he, he's been out there for a very long time. Turris? No. He's been in rumors for months. Well, who else in there is of any consequence? It's just a bunch of prospects in and Andrew Hammond. You know what I think So it that's was? what I'm confused about. I think it was Eckholm. Ah, because he was rumored to be in the deal That's right So you want to put the fire out To satisfy a player who is clearly sticking around I see I
3: don't know, just a thought Or maybe it was Ottawa People in Ottawa going, oh we could get Duchesne and Ekholm Or we could get one of both Get on it Maybe it was people in Colorado going, come on Can you just solve this, Joe? Like it's gone on for, since last December This has been a problem 11 months of Matt Duchesne wanting out of here Maybe time to pull the trigger Maybe. yeah, And maybe all, a bunch of all three. Uh, maybe a little bit of none. Uh, who knows? But it's very, very interesting that Elliot Friedman made that point. Now, um, Duchesne's only got one more year here. Taurus has already re-signed. They sat down, I believe, on Sunday morning. The deal was dead as of Saturday night. Sunday morning, Duchesne and his agent, or sorry, not Dushane, Taurus and his agents uh, uh, sit down with Nashville. They hammer out a deal. The trade goes through.
2: Yeah, a couple of people were confused, by the way. It's not like... Uh, tourist was traded to Nashville, and then immediately they're like, so what do you want, kid? Like, no, they give you permission to have a conversation about a a, a signing beforehand. That's the catalyst for the trade happening. You've got... Duchesne now in Ottawa,
3: which uh, uh, I Dorian loves. Uh, uh, the coach loves. The team loves. This is great. He seemed like he was super jacked after practice yesterday. Um, just watching his you know post game scrum or post practice scrum. Um,
2: they mentioned Boucher had a history with Duchene. I that? was
3: trying to figure out what that was too. Must be rem- junior.
2: No, couldn't have been. No, because uh, Duchesne was in the OHL with uh, Brampton when Boucher was like coach of the year with uh, Drummondville in the queue.
3: Maybe he's got a history, like I've got a history with Matt Duchesne, which is I respect him
2: as a hockey player. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! yeah, I like the way that guy plays. It might have been the World Juniors that year. Because I think Boucher might have been the coach. Okay, that's that's probably it. So
3: here's the thing. Might have been, I don't know. Matt Duchesne's got a year left after this, he's up in 2019. The infamous Drew Doughty class. Eric Carlson class. (laughs) Eric Eric Carlson too.
2: Eric say, well, Carlson. Was at the breath? <laughs> 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 so,
3: Actually, I know, but Ohio. we know Eric Carlson's okay. staying in Ottawa. Like, I call it the Drew Doughty because we're not sure, although I'm pretty sure he's staying in L.A. too. If Duchesne, you got Duchesne for another year, do you look at getting an extension done this season or next season? Or are you in win now mode? And if you're winning now and then next year, and then, I mean, you don't want him to walk for nothing. But at the same time, maybe you're going into a rebuild after that.
2: Well, as, as Frege, um alluded to, if you can't get Carlson signed, who gives a damn about Duchesne or anybody? So Ottawa's priority number one is going to be Carlson. And they can start that it's be July 1st, Duchesne.
3: right? That negotiation officially?
2: I believe so. I don't know. Because um, I think
3: it's always like a year. It has to be a year before. You can't sign an extension two years out.
2: See, with the UFA, I thought you could.
3: Oh, maybe you can. I don't
2: know. It's just no one does it because why would you? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe, it's, maybe it is that simple I mean, you, you start with Carlson Ideally, Ottawa if, I mean, ideally, if you're the Sens Signs him July 1st with, If you're Eric Carlson, I'm not sure what the what Benefit of that is I mean, you hold all of the cards It's yeah. rare that a player holds all the cards so, How many players in this league hold all the cards?
3: Connor McDavid did Connor McDavid uh, And he, Connor McDavid didn't even play all his cards No Twelve and a half million to me is not enough
2: Sidney Crosby, yeah, but in, in in itself, that is playing a, a card. He's going, I okay, I'll take less so that I have a better chance of having talent around right. me.
3: Leon so, Dreisaitl, on the other hand, said, nope, not. I'm playing all my damn cards, yep, and I'm going to get go. all your money. Because, Isn't that interesting that Connor McDavid has to not play the cards so Leon Dreisaitl can? I find that interesting. Just throwing mm-hmm. that out there. Because Leon Drysaddle sure didn't back off his number. I'm sure Connor's, Connor nope. did, though.
2: Nope. I mean, even if Dreisaitl plays extremely well, that's... He's, it's going to take it's a lot still, to convince me that's a good deal. Now, that's way too much money. Um, You got to pay something to get some. got to pay <laughs> something to get <laughs> some. <something laughs> no, <something. laughs>
3: oh, I'm going
2: to adjust my belt buckle Put to a that. feather in my cap. <laughs> Shine, Shine on Monica. <laughs> uh, uh, that was so great on Reddit. Uh, I, I
3: actually looked up today because I didn't know the answer to this. The one thing nobody talked about is why did Duchesne want out in the first place? And we finally got that... Some light shed on that. No one was asking. And Kiprios, I was like, "Why does why do we not know why he what does he yeah. want out so bad for?" And it's because he didn't want to go through a retool stage in
2: in and Colorado. And Kiprios had a great little rant uh, before the Leafs game. What or it say? might have been during the Leafs game. He's like, uh, "You thought you didn't like the rebuild in Colorado? Just wait until the potential rebuild in Ottawa." And it's true, like it's or Ottawa, he doesn't resign there, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe it just goes to free agency. It doesn't matter. I mean, that'd be pretty funny after all this. but uh, Not
3: for Ottawa fans.
2: <laughs> I mean, Ottawa could have a really good season this year, mm-hmm. and then if all parties get re-signed, they can continue to be a you know, playoff-ish team and you know a conference final-ish team. Um, but the second you lose Carlson, or even Duchesne for that matter, because then there will be a giant gap at centre, they're screwed. They're They're hurting. They're, they're in a lot of trouble. And looking at the haul Colorado got, first of all, I owe a, an enormous apology to Joe Sackick. <laughs> what a haul. Are you sure? What a, oh yes. Okay. Oh yeah, so, I'm to impressed.
3: Me, to me, uh, the, the big piece on that one is Samuel Girard. Yeah,
2: we'll, we'll, we'll get through all that, but um, um, the second bit is how, how long is Colorado's rebuild really going to take? Because, as Jeff Merrick pointed out on Twitter, this brings Colorado one step closer to Rasmus Dahlin. Can you imagine? Can you effing imagine? I, yeah. Um, So frustrating. Before we talk about, like, each individual haul, can I talk about every team's in and out? Sure. Because that's what I tried to figure out this morning. I have one question about Dushane,
0: though. Uh, Are we sure that he's the number one center?
2: No. Mm.
3: I think he's been... In fact, I don't even think he was the number one center in Colorado. I think Nate McKinnon was. Is. I,
2: yeah, I would say a really good 1A. And I think Turris— Kind of like Turris. Turris, Turris is a bit of a 1A. Yeah, he's like, the 1A. Uh, and, and, I don't think him being your number one is a good situation. What's the, But you want him on your team. What's the lineup card site you always go to? Uh Oh, Daily Faceoff. Daily Faceoff. DailyFaceoff.com. Now, I don't know if they'll have Turris in there yet or Duchesne in there yet. Ironically, isn't Duchesne's first game against— um. Colorado in, in Sweden. Sweden, yeah, that's insane. It is, yeah, that's a, that'll be sort a nice such long nine ride across the eh? Atlantic.
0: Hey, <laughs> get to know your teammates. What do you
2: think the guys are going to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, Maybe a new
0: guy in the room.
2: Well, uh, Ottawa's going to be talking about wow, that was a pretty crazy twenty-four hours. Maybe they're mad that they're losing Kyle, but they got Matt. So Colorado's did- going to be like crap. <laughs> they're selling. <laughs>
3: So, from what it looks like from Daily Off, and again, they haven't played a game yet, so we don't know this for sure, but it looks like he's the
2: number two guy anyway. Is it weird that I see 19 in a Sens jersey and still think Spezza? Oh, really? I still think Yashin. Is he, oh, 19? wow! Um, yeah, because it's
3: Zingle, uh, Broussard, Stone, and then Zach Smith, Duchesne, and Mike Hoffman in the top six. Um, I don't think that that's that yeah, well, who knows? Who knows? Uh-huh. I, I know that uh, they want to play him with some speed, so we'll see how that goes. But you know, Mike Hoffman's not a bad line mate to have. Um, oh, my God. It's, so, it, it's just, it, so, what's each, each team's out? Let's get to that. Okay, each team's out? You said that's what you're in and out. Okay,
2: well, I have their in and out. Cool. Okay, we'll do that. Oh, okay, sorry. I thought you just wanted their out. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Ottawa. In. Matt Duchesne. Out. Shane Bowers. Andrew Hammond. 2018 first. 2019 third. So four things out. I believe a future, or sorry, past (laughs) first-rounder. Future first-rounder. Andrew Hammond, I mean, that's a cap dump. Mm -hmm. Uh, A first and a third. Yep. Into Nashville, Kyle Turris. Out. Samuel Girard, who was actually in their lineup, left-handed defenseman, had three points in five games. Vladislav Komenev. I think he might have been a former first-rounder. He was a highly touted prospect. He was doing pretty good in the AHL and a twenty eighteen second In Into Colorado. Shane Bowers, Samuel Gerrard, Andrew Hammond, Vladislav Kamenev, 2018 first from Ottawa, 2018 second from Nashville, 2019 third from Ottawa. Out, Matt Duchesne. That's pretty good. That's insanity. And supposedly they were going to try to flip Andrew Hammond. So basically what they got was three pretty nice prospects, Mm -hmm. three picks, one of which is a first-rounder, and whatever low pick you get for Andrew Hammond. Probably trading him to Vegas.
3: They're saying that Gerard will be the guy that... um He'll be a top four offensive defenseman. Uh, I haven't
2: had much time to do research on these guys. Shane Bowers
3: was just drafted this year. Uh, Quick centerman. Uh, He's 18 years old, though, so it's hard to know exactly where he's going to be. So Bowers and Gerrard are both defensemen. uh, No, Bowers is a centerman. Oh, okay, gotcha, sorry. Uh, Kamenev is, he was a real star in the, I think it was the U18 a couple years ago, or just or just the World Juniors. Um, he projects to be like a middle six center, so a 2-3 guy, still not bad. Who can use then, them? um And then, of course, Hammond, and then you got your first, second, third. So it's all now, it's up to Colorado's scouting staff to make those picks count.
2: Colorado got seven, well, exactly. So they don't, you don't win a trade. Like that, if you're Colorado, the day it happens, you win it down the line. Yeah, Those guys all have to pan out. You have to draft good players. Granted. But how many teams get seven assets for one guy ever these days? And how many three-way deals are ever made? Mm -hmm. Like Joe Sackick played the waiting game, and it worked. It freaking worked. I got to take my hat off to him. Oh, yeah, same exactly. Thing. Does the same thing. Uh, Just uh, keep waiting. Uh, yeah, a little... little same thing, though, right? Like, exactly. He waited. Different scenario, but he waited. Um, so, everyone's talking about how great this deal is. Is it great for everybody? I think it, each... If you look at assets
3: in, assets out, probably not. But if you look at the needs of each team and what... Ha, the mindset of each team, I think, is more important than the needs of each team. Um... I mean, I, I, Ottawa very clearly has this, this two-year window. And then you've got uh, to you re-sign some players. Uh, you've got to figure out your goaltending situation because Craig Anderson is going to get up there. He's like, he's you know, as, as well as he's playing, he's, an, he's not a young man no. uh, by NHL standards. And then you've got, you got two years of Duchesne. I think uh, Burroughs is up at the end of the two years. I think Stone and Hoffman all have to be re-signed. Eric Carlson has to be re-signed. Finuff
2: um, will be less forever. and less worth it every year. Yeah, um,
3: and then yeah. Although he's looked all right, and they, I know that they have some good young players coming up. Um, but I still think I don't. What I what I I don't know this for sure. But does Ottawa <laughs> have elite young talent? They might have good young talent. Do they have elite young talent?
2: Well, they have less now. Definitely have less. I, well, I, they got
3: Shabbat Yeah, Shabbat's going to be a great player, I think. And then who is the other? CC's guy? only twenty
2: three. Yeah, but fans are pretty sour on him. But, yeah, he could still develop. Yeah, mm-hmm. why? So. I don't, he's not quite what he was touted as. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you're it right. He's 23. He's yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: 23. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think that they're really going to go for these two guys, or this, these two years, and try to defense their way into the
2: Stanley Cup. Like, okay, so Colorado gets exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. Stuff. A variety of stuff for Duchesne. Fine. Great. Nashville gets what they want. They get a center to play behind uh, Ryan Johansson. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, you're talking about a team that had horrible center center depth in the playoffs. 18 months ago had
3: bad center depth,
2: period. That, right, right, right. And now they got Johansson and Turris. I mean, that's a pretty good right-handed one-two punch up the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and they gave up Gerard, Kamenev, and a second to do it. Steep price. Mm-hmm. But they did it. Ottawa... Gives up Bowers, Hammond, a first and a third for an upgrade on tourists.
0: For possibly four months. Or well, not four months. 14 months.
3: <laughs> I mean, because mm-hmm. Duchesne, oh, sorry, Duchesne will be, uh, he's got a, this year and next left. Oh, you he's said he to tw- the U.S. No, okay. I said 2019. Okay. 2019.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's UFA at the same time as Carlson. That's yeah. the big concern. Um, I'm not saying Ottawa lost, but You know, because they they did get a couple things that they wanted. They were able to dump Hammond. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) I I don't think they did quite as well as Nashville. Because Ottawa upgraded slightly at a position, whereas Nashville just magically, their center position, they inherited a
3: new guy. Can we talk about their top four centers for a second here? Let's go. They were thin at center just a couple years ago. Then you've got Johansson, Turris, Sissons and Yarncroc That's that's pretty good. Not bad. No, it looks a lot better doesn't it? Yeah, and of course you've got Fredrick Goudreau, Goudreau as Freddie well, Goudreau. but somebody's gonna have to take a seat. We saw so. him score a playoff call. Cool. We sure did sure yeah. did yeah, So yeah, I know it's it's kind of one of those things that uh, it, it will be very very interesting to see how this plays out Ottawa did give up a lot Give up a lot um, Let's talk about the Leafs in Vegas mm. because we actually have special guests coming on in about 15 minutes here
2: Yeah. And I will say before we move on, I think Duchesne is Boucher's dream. So we'll see you what do? Ottawa does there. Oh yeah, why? Hard-working, fast player, um, probably willing to do anything now that he's out of Colorado. So hey, you want me to do the one three one? I will be the one three one kid.
3: <laughs> he'll be the one.
2: He'll be the he'll be the one. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure he would have be. That? Anyway,
3: sorry. So yes.
2: Leaf Speed Vegas last night.
3: Still gave up a three to one lead though.
2: I was so frustrated all game long. Heading into overtime, the Leafs had 23 shots. Right. Vegas also had 23. They were outshot 5-2 in the overtime. So that was bad. Vegas had a third, sorry, a fourth string goalie in net who looked completely and utterly dejected after the third goal went in. After the first period, the Leafs had 14 shots. Mm -hmm. That's not good enough. Like, for this team that has this unstoppable offense on paper, what happened? What the hell happened? Seriously, I, like, I'm trying to see the positive. They got a win. They got two points. That's all that really matters. They just needed to get out of this little slide. Um, their schedule over the next two weeks is much nicer than uh, the Western Road Trip. Although we were looking at it, and, and what are they averaging, four games a week, Jesse?
0: Yeah, it didn't look too great.
2: Yeah, but they, they have a bunch of home games. They, they have three straight home games. Then they play back-to-back, but it's against the same team, so at least that team will be just as tired as they are. Mm -hmm. Then they have four days off, they play the Devils at home. Uh, I can't remember, there's a few games in between, and then at some point they play Arizona at home. Rested. Yeah. You know, so, like, they're still playing a lot of games... But it's way nicer. Things are slowing down for them a little bit. But you go... And they'll get some practice in as well.
0: But you go the 16th, 18th, 20th, 22nd, 24th, 25th, 28th. And on the 28th, you start the Western Road Trip. Yeah. So I don't think it eases up at all.
2: All right. Well, then... <laughs> the least get prorated three points for every win. <laughs> <laughs> like that's no, that's how the league works, man. Yeah, I'm just saying it doesn't get easier for me.
0: Here. Here's what Mike Babcock I had think to say:
2: with all the home dates, I think so. But okay, okay. Mike Bab- Babcock said,
3: "Anytime you've been struggling, you get in your own way a bit mentally, especially when you haven't been on a good team for a lot of years and you're not used to winning all the time. You wonder what's going on. I knew we were going to win a game. You just don't know when." Uh sometimes you need to go through some of these things so you can get better and yet you never want to be in it uh when it's going bad. And he also said some he said normally when you're on a cold streak and you're trying to come out of the cold streak, the first win you get is ugly. So hopefully this is the first ugly win. Yep. Um and and you know, it did look a little bit especially in the first period like there was um some adjustments through the neutral zone which has been their we- real weakness, right? It's the transition game. It's getting the puck out past their own blue line. And moving it, you know, it was like basically they were scoring a billion goals at the start of the season. The league adjusted to them. And then, you know, they were able to kind of clean that up a little bit and and come back and make this happen. So I wonder, too, you know,
2: you see 18 minutes
3: from Mitch Marner last night.
2: He looked great. Uh, maybe the least best forward. Um, so, you like... Even though Matthews looked good despite
3: being sore. That's that's kind of the thing where like I'm like, okay, well, if we gotta get Mitch Marner going again, because even when they were doing well, he he wasn't.
2: Riley, easily the best defender. Looked great. Um, you know, it wasn't all bad. Freddie, the the third goal was so shit. It was so bad, but Freddie. They wouldn't they don't even
3: get one point without the save he made with a minute left. And then yeah.
2: after he allows that goal, he was huge. Yeah. He was huge in the third, huge in overtime, stopped all three shots in the shootout, he was huge. He knew! I think he knew. He's like, okay, I am gonna There's be- There's no way he
3: should have been down on his knees with a no, shot that far
2: out. church goalie. Like, that was brutal. Like, he, he just- he knew. This game is on me if we lose. Because of that. Do you guys know Freddie
0: Anderson's current save percentage?
2: Uh, I saw it this morning. Eight ninety uh, so something, isn't it? Eight nine five. Eight nine five. You know or are you concerned? Yeah, I'm starting to get concerned. Like over your first couple weeks, three weeks, maybe even month, um, you go, yeah, well, that's gonna correct itself. I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. Like it's fourteen games. Yeah. It needs to it needs to start going up. Mm-hmm. It needs to start going up. I'm not I don't think anyone in the city is asking him to be what Carey Price used to be? I almost said Carey Price. Uh, <laughs> Carey Price last oh, year. You. I know. Like uh, I'm asking. Like, come on, give me nine fifteen. For the love of God, last year you were nine eighteen. Can you give me that? Mm-hmm. Can you give me that? Like, I don't need you to be an All Star. I don't need you to be a Vesna nominee. Even. I think
3: I. Th- I mean, I don't think that's unfair, but I also again the, the, the atrocious, atrocious stuff. That the Leafs are doing in their own zone that's leading to these opportunities is just as bad and I absolutely I can't Well, even
2: the angle goal. Oh, like that was a shit line change. He had a wide open shot and and you how many stop it. But
3: how, how, how long before the players finally understand what too many men on the ice looks like? How many I don't know if there's another team in the NHL that takes more too many men on the ice penalties.
2: So I learned something last night. So the Leafs are tied for I want to say third in bench minors since the beginning of last season. They have, I think it was fourteen. St. Louis is way out in front. They have eighteen. Here's something I learned: um, there's more than one bench minor. It's not just too many men. Uh, now, what else is a bench miner? Maybe the coach abuses coach, the official. Yeah, it's unsportsmanlike. Yeah, something like that. You know what apparently is counted as a bench minor? Faceoff violations. What? That I know. I know. You know how the coach tells the guy. Cheat on this face-off. Cheat on this face-off and lose on purpose.
3: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense.
2: I guess because the violation technically happens not during play, it has to be a bench-miner. As soon as the puck leaves you the want red a list of uh, bench-miners?
0: Yes. List of bench minor penalties. Abusive officials, delay of game, deliberate illegal substitution, face-off violation, illegal substitution, improper starting lineup, interference from players or penalty bench, Interference with official, leaving bench at end of period, refusing to start play, stepping on ice during period, coach throwing objects onto ice, too many men on ice, and unsportsmanlike conduct.
2: Delay of game is not a bench minor. No. Delay it of is. game is not a
0: bench. It mi- is
2: no. <laughs> like and also, if you shoot by the, the way, puck out of the,
3: uh, if you shoot the puck out unintentionally, but you still get the penalty. It happened during play. How's no. that a bench minor?
2: Nikita Zaitsev found a way around that last night. There was a play where he just chips it. He pokes it completely. On purpose, putting it out of play. It was an but accident. Because, absolutely not. Was absolutely not. If you the difference is, I guess, the way your stick is pointed. Because if you shoot it, no, you go to the box. If you chip it out on purpose, which is what he did, which is what the rule is there for. No. No, that's fine. Good for you, Nikita. You get right back out there. <laughs> Stupid. Why won't the sport just let me love it?
0: Please like my sport. Please uh, so so we're fourth in the please conference. Please
2: like my please like your fans is yeah. what it should be. Sorry. We're
0: fourth in the conference, I think, like six points out of first place. I know. Second in the division. Yeah, I know. Listen, it's it's not a, time to panic, right? I know, but it's been <laughs> okay. a two
3: six and zero span and, and rightfully yeah. there's criticisms. I'm not I'm not Steve, I'm not quite so low as you are, I think.
2: No, I, no, no. <laughs> um, I just get frustrated. Okay. I'm gonna give. I'll, I'm gonna give you a couple examples of what just happened this morning. Here's why I'm not upset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys. Shut I'm shut fine. I saw your tweet. I'm fine. <laughs> I saw your tweet. No, uh, something I'm is. I'm not mad. I, I kept thinking to myself, okay, something has to give with this lineup. For the time being, and watch me jinx it for the next game. For the time being, Babcock seems to have finally shaken off the cobwebs and gone. Okay, you know what? I need to play Carrick instead of Polak. For the time being, that seems to be the case. Not that Carrick had a banner game last night, but, I mean, for the love of God, Polek is not an NHL player anymore. Do we agree? Do we agree? Moving on. Now, you ever walk down the street and you got a pebble in your shoe? Mm-hmm. You got, you got two things you can do. What do you usually try to do? Take the shoe off. Come well, in. I think some people just try to keep on walking. Really? And, well, that's idiotic because, why would you do that well like shake it so that you know cool cause you don't D- want to slow do down you do you're that? trying to do a thing do you do that yeah sometimes like <laughs> I just try to keep on walking but then, you know what you know what can wait the thing well then I get so in- maybe I'm running towards the train but then at some point you just gotta take off your shoe <laughs> and just and throw it there yeah have you ever been on TV with an earpiece yes have you, has it ever like not worked yes have you ever been in the middle uh, of something? constantly you ever take it out so I've done that too for, with Leafs TV. So you try to go through it. You're trying to talk while there's some shit going on in your head. And then you know what you got to do? You just got to take it out. Mm-hmm. Similar to your shoe with The Rock. I think Dominic Moore is The Rock. Mm-hmm. Or the or the broken earbud. And uh, that Why is, do you say that? Well, because this morning the Leafs called up Freddie Gauthier. And I think it's because it's been obvious since the preseason that Mike Babcock is not feeling this whole Dominic Moore thing. Now, is... Is, not that he's the reason they're playing poorly, but I'm saying that is a thing.
3: Is so Dominic Moore at, at at the the role that he's been? Has he been good? Has he been bad? Has he been okay? Has he been passive?
2: But what's he been? Uh, there's been a few obviously bad nights. There have been a couple other decent ones. Um, he's got three goals, mm-hmm. which I thought was uh, surprising. Matt Martin had a three assist game. Let's not get to that's in insane. <laughs> he looked great.
0: He I
3: was mean, one of I, our best I like him with Bozak and Marner, man. I really do.
2: You, you got to give Marner more. And well, I think, yeah, but I think I last d- night was a pretty good example. I mean, I
3: know, but it's still like it's the best Matt Martin's ever looked.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm not saying it's the right move. I'm just saying I like it. I know. <laughs> I Is see
2: Matt
0: Martin gonna win the Rocket Rashard
2: Trophy? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Or he's gonna win the Thornton, the new award that doesn't exist yet for most assists in a season. Or the, the, <laughs> the Gretzky, Thornton? the Gretzky. I think Mara yeah. wanted to call it. That's the, what they should the, do. The by the way. Uh, yeah, it uh, should be a trophy. That's right? the yeah Wayne Gretzky should have a
3: trophy named after him. And don't sure. do they not have a Mark Messi Award for leadership?
0: No. And
3: they don't yeah. have a Wayne Gretzky didn't trophy? We,
0: didn't we talk yeah. about renaming the trophies once like two years yeah, ago? Yeah, they were on like, the um,
3: nobody knows who Conn Smythe is, so <laughs> let's rename that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you idiots. Then look it up. It's a-hole. gonna be really interesting. <laughs> let's not call it the Stanley Cup anymore because nobody knows who Stanley was. <laughs> Who's this Stanley guy? Who is this guy? Let's call it the Netflix Cup because Netflix is willing to spend so much money to sponsor it. Show me, Adam. Show me. <laughs> Anyway. Can have the show me? The show, go. Oh, the show no. me? Go. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Doesn't exist. Nope. Uh, oh, no. well, Never happened, Well, <laughs> uh, nope. Sure. Also, let me throw this out there. Um, <laughs> okay, so, so, so Dominic Morris has been okay, okay right? Well, okay.
2: okay so it, he looked not so good. Uh, Ken Reed is here, so we shall go it's get just, him just, in a minute. Just, he, he doesn't look so good. <laughs> uh, didn't look so good in the preseason. We're like, is Miro Altonen going to make this team? And then opening night, Eric Fair is the guy they chose. Now, after only a couple of weeks, they send Eric Fair down. They re-sign Roman Polak. We find out it was some sort of cap finagling. The closer they get to the cap, um, the better it is for cap relief because of LTIR, some kind of nonsense. But either way, the guy they chose to put in the lineup, they didn't have to put Eric Fair in the lineup. They could have just carried his cap in. They put Eric Fair in the opening night lineup. That means something. That is not without weight. Then Moore gets in, next game, scores a goal. Guess what? Sitting the very next night. Uh, on the Western road trip, Leafs are losing. Uh, things aren't going so good. They put Marlowe at center. Because they're so sick of this whole Dominic Moore thing. And now they finally get home. They play one game that uh, I want to say it was either the too many men call. I think it it was. It was the too many men call. Uh, Babcock blows his lid Like, completely goes insane. And then, later on in the shot, the camera picks up him talking to Moore. Now, I don't know if it was Moore's fault, or what was going on there. Yeah, I'd like to look at that again. Yeah, I don't don't know what was going on there, but maybe it was just me reading too much into it. And now they call up Freddie Gauthier. It's pretty obvious that Babcock would like some kind of change at center.
3: By the way, if you haven't read it yet, read Justin Bourne's piece on Freddie is Not Your Punchline. Uh, Must read. It's a must read. Also, the fact that that guy has come back... To the NHL now. It's incredible. I'm surprised In this- he's playing hockey at all. Like his knee was reconstructed. I uh, can't this believe is it. crazy. So good for him. Looked good when we saw him. Yeah, he did. Um, and I, there was one more thing I wanted to bring up, and I've totally forgot. Oh, by the way, can I just say this? Can we just come out and say this? I don't think the Leafs have enough talent on the back end to call themselves a contender. I don't think. And contender I- for what, though? I think a it, it, for a cup. That's what okay. we're here for. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, That's... listen, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I, you know, barring some disaster, you know, if Matthews go down for 40 games, then that might be in jeopardy. Shut up. But, um, go I think at least you're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're good enough on the back end and that might just be time. It might just take two or three years for them to really shore up the back end because it's hard to have strong defense and it takes a while to, to, you know, get those guys ready to go. But I think we have to come to terms with the fact yeah. the defense is just not Good enough. Let, and can they manage that yeah. weakness by strong back checking from the forwards?
2: Let Carrick play every game. Yes. Uh, and Borgman is getting better every time I see him. He looks great. So that is encouraging. I, I, the first few games I was like, I don't know <laughs> about this whole Borgman thing. But uh, no, he's looked better and better. He's shown that he's got some offensive flash. So that's nice. Jake. My I, like I, I've never seen a player I would so confidently say is good and so confidently say is bad at the same time. And suppose—I haven't really looked into it, but I, I was watching a conversation on Twitter between two analytics guys talking about how Gardner's numbers are down, like way down.
3: Like, so he had a rough start. He's had a rough start.
2: What I've been looking for for the past couple games is what Babcock has been screaming for, which is effort. You want to talk about players who I think are kind of lazy out there? Bozak. I don't want to pick on a guy, but he looks really aloof out there. And there's no one else. No, aloof. Okay. No one on the ice is more aloof than Jake Gardner. So talented, so smart, and I'm just like, move. For the love of God, move. He, he drives me nuts. He needs to be better. So, the Leafs maybe don't have the talent on the back end. They need their guys who we know are talented to play better as well. Riley gave them that. Riley looked fantastic. Where's Jake's game? Yeah, the Riley-Hainsey pairing is great. Where's Jake's version of that? We need that. We, we need that to come out. We need Gardner to have a couple excellent games here.
3: Amazing. Okay, and with When's that... When's contract up? 2019. All right. And he is re-signing in LA because, look at that, they're a Stanley Cup contender again. It's unbelievable. So um, LA yeah. is
0: not Toronto. No. No, no, it's <laughs> No,
3: it's LA. It's, it's, that,
0: that's a fact. Lower it,
3: taxes and it's sunny and <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like winter. So, so maybe Drew Dowdy.
3: Okay, yo, to so anyone wow. that's like, yo, winter's better than summer.
2: Come on. No, no, it isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> no, and I love hockey. No. Winter is significantly worse than summer, which is why we love hockey.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because it gives us something to do.
0: During the
2: winter. Yeah, this sucks so immeasurably. Let's find a way to make it fun. And then hockey was born. Bingo. There you go. Doubt he's coming here. Alright, so we're
3: gonna bring on Ken Reed and Dan- uh... (laughs) Dennis Marouk. Dennis Marouk. I'm sorry. Dan Merrick. (laughs) That- his- his last name gets caught in my throat. Ken Rory and (laughs) Dan
2: Merrick! (laughs) Merrick. To talk about baseball! Coming up on the Steve (laughs) Dangle Blobcast!
3: So we're very excited to bring on a friend of the show. And a new friend of the show, uh, Ken Reed, Dennis Baruch. Thank you so much for coming in today, guys. Give a round of applause. You can, you, you can, you. You can <laughs> cheer for yourself too. So it's uh, make yeah, it sound, right, yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. That's what I do. Yeah, uh-huh. deep. And we ov- we obviously have this new book. Uh, it's called the unforgettable story of hockey's forgotten sixty gold man, and that would be you, Dennis Baruch. And uh, we got we got to <laughs> talk about a bunch of th- the stories in this book and all of that. But first, I want to get your thoughts on something. According to Barstool. Um, the 2019 Winter Classic will be the Blackhawks versus the Bruins at Notre Dame Stadium. That is breaking right now. Mm.
2: I mean, I'm, Black- just, I'm just glad the Blackhawks got into an outdoor game finally. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh my yeah. oh my, my son went to Notre Dame. At yeah. least, yeah. finally, yeah. someone's thinking Notre- of the Blackhawks. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, Someone yeah? at yeah, so Notre Dame junior, senior year. Yeah. No Play, yeah. kidding. Played at Notre Play, Dame. Played at Notre Dame, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that must so, have been cool to go yeah, to. It was great. It was great. I went to a couple football games, and the Michigan game was unbelievable. And I, can't I can't believe imagine. how you get 95,000 people in that little self-bend Indiana town. It's unbelievable. But it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. I always wonder with that yeah. many people in a stadium I wonder does it feel 000.
3: like like when you're back at like you're you're like last row and I've sat last row for like Steelers games and you're like this is this is terrifying like this yeah. there's so many people on this yeah. I've you almost want like it's like that, you know, in San Francisco where the uh, in the during the World Series, the stadium, oh, the, the earthquake. Yeah. yeah, like it almost feels like. A, how does this not shake? Yeah. How can this many people be in this one <laughs> little spot?
4: Well, it was shaking the night Rudy Rudiger took it over.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. No, Rudy? Tell us no, about man. It.
2: We were born in 1988. <laughs> I, I was
4: telling Dennis before we came in how young you guys are, uh, yeah. Rudy. You yeah. never heard of the oh, movie Rudy. Oh, sorry. Rudy. No, 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 Rudy. Rudy. We know. Yeah, we, <laughs> know. We, know. we know. I mean, I know, but not the like, guy. I don't know. The kid from Goonies, yeah. uh, Lord <laughs> of the Hobbits, whatever it's called, <laughs> he was Rudy Rudiger. So, Rudy Rudiger was a kid who walked on Notre Dame back in the 70s. And, you know, he was five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing, as they said in the movie. And he was on the practice squad for two years. what they said
1: about me, right? Exactly what they said about (laughs) Dennis.
4: And he made the team and they put him, they dressed him for a game in his senior year and he made a sack and they carried him off the field. Come on, guys, you got to wow. watch Rudy. Jeez. All right, watch it,
3: there go. <laughs> watch it. Actually, we were giving, I watched it, I watched it years ago, and I was giving on another podcast I do, was giving Sasky Stewart hell for not watching it, so I need to get back and watch. It's been a long time. You're a hypocrite. I know, I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah. she, she finds yeah. out I'm in trouble. Um, uh, all right. Ken. Yes. Yeah. You love to tell stories that are, uh, good. with all, all your books that are good, <laughs> yeah. that are great, but they're also the stories of, I mean, the, one of the books, the first time we met, the, the book you were talking about is guys that played one game in the show. hmm and and this is this is an interesting story because who can forget somebody who scored 60 goals in an NHL <laughs> season and what's amazing who's, about it is who, that guy you, guy? i mean how many people have ever done it
1: 20 yep 20 yeah, not 20. many 20 players and Dennis you're I one was of the seventh player to do it yeah so I was, wow which, that's that makes yeah. it even more impressive a couple of years ago so the guys yeah. to do did before you Dennis
4: were who phil oh geez. Uh, i couldn't, uh, 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 bobby hall joe fleur bobby steve shot. Reggie Leach, Reggie Leach. Wayne Gratzky and Mike Bossy, and you
1: yeah,
3: did uh, it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. How, did this, how did this all come together? Do you know i to say? Yeah,
1: go ahead. Oh, we, there was another uh, I met another fellow and uh talked a little bit about about my stories. And then uh he said, Yeah, you should do a book. And I go, Nah, I ain't gotta do a book. Why why do I need to do that? And so he says, I gotta meet I gotta introduce to this other guy, Ken Reed. I go, well, who's Ken Reed? And he started telling me, about, <laughs> oh, were really good hockey yeah, player, fancy yeah. suits. <laughs> I said, oh, okay, let's 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 meet. We met for we met for lunch, and yeah. mm-hmm. you know, figured it'd be about an hour, and, and ended up being like five five and a half hour meeting at mm-hmm. lunch, and mm-hmm. put his little recorder on and started telling the stories, and I said, okay, let's do it, and uh, we just worked together right there on the first meeting, right, right. pretty much, yeah, right there, and then just kind of like just went on and on about. I thought about it for a while. Uh when I first met the the other fellow that uh, introduced me to Can. But uh and then when I went, when I just got, it just got you know, I started telling the stories and it was pretty pretty cool. You know. Mm-hmm. The ones that stories that are personal were, were tough to talk were tough to talk about, but uh I think it was good to let them come out, yeah.
4: We met at the MasterCard Center and I knew who Dennis was, right? I'm a hockey card geek. I'm mm-hmm. a hockey history nerd, so I knew who Dennis Marouk was. But I also know when you, when guys name the 60 goal scorers, they get to the end and they're trying no, to think, and sometimes Dennis doesn't, his name's no, at the end. No. So the thing was, we, we, get it. we met at the MasterCard <laughs> Center and the Leafs were kind of just wrapping up practice. And I remember it was either one of the Leafs trainers or one of the equipment men was there and Dennis was over talking to them. And he introduced Dennis to his friends who were obviously hockey guys. They go, oh, this is Dennis Baruch. They go, Dennis Baruch. And the trainer goes, 60 goals. They go, oh yeah, the 60 goals, 60 goals. And... And we'd sit we sat there in the MasterCard Center, nobody bothered us. And like and we just went to lunch in the cafeteria, nobody bothered us.
1: Yeah.
4: Now if you're sitting there with Guy LaFleur who scored 60 in a season, or anybody oh, else yeah, who scored oh. 60 in a season, you're probably gonna get
2: bothered. <laughs> I went to a lacrosse yeah. game with Dart Guy and we couldn't move. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So
4: I I love
1: these stories uh, uh, of guys yeah. who slipped I by was the room. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah.
2: So
4: I love stories of guys yeah. who yeah. <clears> whose <throat> stories should really be told, but People don't necessarily know. It's like right. uh, getting that uh, un- getting that uncovered nugget. So to me, Dennis is a huge part of hockey history, total sniper, and people need to know his story. So if you got a know-it-all uncle <laughs> up there, <laughs> yeah. get him this book <laughs> and say, you know this, Uncle Bob? Because I bet you Uncle Bob, if he's really good, he'll know it. Yeah. But if he isn't, he'll read it, and then he'll be a big know-it-all to all his buddies because uh, then he'll really know it all. Mm. But it's a, it's a great story, and the other thing that got me about it, I didn't want to write a story about guy who scored 60 goals. I wanted to write the story about the man who scored 60 goals. Mm, right. Exactly.
2: There's, there's right. so many hockey books out there where it's just, I was a very good hockey player, right. and let me tell you about how I was well, a good hockey player. Yeah. Right. But your story goes so much further beyond well, that.
1: Well, we right? wanted to, when I came up with the uh, uh, of the 60 chapters, 60 goals, and I'm 60 years old. I'll be 62 on November 17th, but uh, same day, uh, same year, uh, Gordon Lightfoot. November 17th. There you there go. go. There you do go. you guys know Gordon Lightfoot? I <laughs> okay, cut. I went yes. to see him. You know,
3: he's at Massey Hall every year in November. I
1: went but, a couple years And ago. I, read, oh, I read a lot of James Patterson books. Like, okay. uh, I love his books and uh, the author, James Patterson. But, uh, and so I wanted to write this book that way. Because the autobiographies, you're like, oh, I started as you said, start playing hockey at eight years old. And I didn't want that. They're boring. I wanted something that was kind of twists and turns and short chapters. And that's. What until you want to read it and and not finish it? Well, the point of an autobiography yeah. too is to get to know the person, right? Not that the career, firm. right? No. Right. In, in right. that book, there's not much, I believe, about hockey, about my career. It's about stories and things I did post career and all that. So I kind of we kind of twisted them all Viewers in there. Years with the boys, you're, you know, you're out and road, all that kind of stuff. And that's and all then, the money stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, that's what we want I to know. Nobody talks good, about there's it. There's good stories in there, but they're not. There's no names. Right. I'm sure the the players will know when they read. read oh, it. that was no, me. No, yeah, it was me. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, there's one. But, the, you the, know, the one I
4: like, and there's veteran advice where the guy tells you to get a prostitute when you're a rookie, and oh, you're going, yeah, "What yeah. in the hell are you talking about?" Well, I did mention his <laughs> wow. name. Wow, we, we, me- we didn't mention
1: his name. I know. I don't know. No, yeah. we didn't. Um, we
4: didn't. But that's yeah. probably good. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was uh, a famous player, and it was like I was on. It was my first year, really, and he was playing St. Louis, and. uh and we had a big party in Oakland and he says, You're a good hockey player and I said, Well, thanks. Uh, you're uh, you're you were great and it was kind of his end of his career. And I said, Yeah, I'm getting married and he goes, What do you get married for? You know? <laughs> you don't need that. You know, he's just just end up with a prostitute oh just pay her some money and you know and, <laughs> and, and pay her a couple times next thing you know uh, you don't have to pay
2: <laughs> R- roughly what you was this I go wait this? a minute here. I was 20 years 75 20, <laughs> I was oh, 75
1: okay. 70, I was 20 years old and I I was kind of like taken back a little bit by you know because I didn't know much about it I got married don't worry about it <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you'll probably
4: bump into him thinking he's going to give you advice <laughs> like how to score goals in the league yeah, you should he, do this you with you your back end you know, he should get a professional
1: I have, <laughs> I have, bumped into him. Yeah, he's changed, He had a rough time. He's changed his life around, and I had did my and I did mention that to him. We just, we just chuckled yeah, about that's it. That's all he yeah. can do. All he do is chuckle about it. It's funny. It, yeah. As an
3: as an older man, I've heard that you pay for this your sins when you're younger. Um, yeah. So, I, I, okay, so I'm I'm looking at your hockey DB page right now. Mm-hmm. So your your total career. This is your online hockey card, and you were one of the few players, maybe the only one, who played for both the California Golden <laughs> Seals. And the Cleveland Barons. Who, yeah, <laughs> and and I think like you came into the league with the California Gold. Can you tell right. us a little bit about? And I don't want to wreck anything that's in no, the book.
1: No, no but no. what was it like playing for the Seals? Well, you know, it's it was my fr- I was drafted by them, so it was a chance, an opportunity to yeah. write in and play in the NHL. They were not a real strong team. If I was drafted by Montreal or uh, a top team in the league, I might not have had that chance. And and I went to camp and made made the team. Uh, Luckily, I was pretty much, I was told I was too small, I was gonna be in a minors, and- all that kind of stuff, but it was it was fun. I was nineteen. I got to go to Berkeley. I got to go to San Jose. I got to go to San Francisco. You know, and uh, I bought a '73 Corvette. You know, <laughs> the, the last year they had the bumpers and all that. You know, and and I had, I had um, uh, my name on the license plate and all that. So I'm driving to <laughs> Nimitz Nimitz Freeway, and I just had a great time there. Uh, so, but then won
2: a lot w- of hockey games, right? <laughs> no, we didn't <laughs> win a lot of hockey games. No, and.
1: and and then we then they moved the team. I'll go, go on further. than moved the team to Cleveland after uh, that one year, and we were all shocked because uh, they'd barely really given it a shot. Too, they right? tried like to years? build a rink in San Francisco. Uh, at that time, was Mayor Moscone, who, rest his soul, got, got shot, shot a year. They voted against mm-hmm. it uh, thirteen to three. So they had to move the team, and they ended up moving it to Cleveland in, the, in that summer. And wow. Uh, you know, it was kind of tough. Because, Bit of a change. Yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I never knew uh, that story. Yeah, yeah. So it was, was, was a challenge, and it was, uh, you know, we went through some tough times in Cleveland. Uh, we didn't get paid for a month, and um, you know, so that's a thing. A, yeah, that can happen. Uh, that can happen. And in then, the National Hockey we uh, we think it's and, just
2: the KHL. Yeah, no,
1: no, no, no. So we were we were kind of wondering what it was really tough there, and then all of a sudden uh, we had a situation where Buffalo was in town and, and, and uh, they told us in the morning skate that the team was going to fold and we're going to go in a draft. All the players are going to go in a draft. <laughs> and uh, so we went out and partied all day because we figured we are going to say goodbyes to each other and, and we had no insurance. The only way we were going to play if we had insurance. Right. To cover us for injury or whatever. And so El Eagleson called our player rep at 4.30 and said the game's on. <laughs> so by by 4:30 we're we're pretty looped up pretty good you know and, <laughs> and uh and then that uh, and then uh, one of our players uh, Ralph and we end up getting him at 10 to 7 uh and the game at you know 7 705 but uh, we lost six two. It wasn't bad. <laughs> Got your score. Yeah, Buffalo was in town. They had to wait to hear. It. They couldn't leave. They had to wait to hear from the league that the game was on. That's beer but, league and hockey, and, that, and that that's hilarious. It, so I would that love kinda went, of that went game. through all that kind of stuff, and I had I had good year. I mean, I I, I, I my told my numbers were were pretty good they and were. everything, and 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 so I just thought that at some point in time I was going to get to a you know a, a good team or a, a contender or whatever. Team and it that was paid. A,
4: <laughs> yeah. Regularly.
1: But then, then, the, then of course the Cleveland, Minnesota merge, uh, that time. And uh, mm-hmm. we finished the year and, and, uh, Minnesota merge. And, uh, they told me that I was going to be, uh, uh, Lou Nanny, the GM of the Minnesota North Stars told me that, uh, he was trying to trade me for a first round pick. Cause he was going to keep a center centerman. they're already there. Bobby Smith, uh, Timmy Young, Glenn Sharpley. And I, I said, well, that's fine. Do it in the summer. So I don't come to Minnesota and all that. Well, there was no trade. No trade. And then he said, he says, come on, come to Minnesota. People going to love you here. Well, my lawyer was Alan Eagleson. And I called him. He says, no, just go there, rent a house. There's a couple teams that are looking to get you. Well, of course, first game I didn't play and I dressed. And second game, I, I, I that was when it all happened. Yeah, because yeah. it says yeah. here that you. You were two, two games, games, right? That's no it. points. Yeah, I think. Well, the, I didn't. I, I dressed, but didn't. The didn't play. bonus was I, your I, I wife won showed shift. up. I one shift, and and I asked Harry Hall was a coach, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, Hall of oh, Famer. Oh, yeah, Harry Hall. But uh, yeah, he was leading into my, my wife was driving our cars, and uh, her sister was driving our cars to Cle- uh, to Minnesota, and she arrived uh, at uh, let's see. I got told uh, at four thirty. I was traded. Get, there was a game that night. I had suit on. Get, where I was getting picked up. She arrived at quarter to five until I had to tell her. I got traded.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was kind of a, all all in that little short period of time. Turn and the I had car turned <laughs> No. So I had, to leave, I had to leave the next day, and Washington was – I got called. I found out from the Capitals. I didn't find out from the North Stars. The Capitals called me, and you figure that – Oh, you got the a call North Star, from the team that got you. Yeah. You figure – usually the team that – Trade you. They tell you yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you think, hey, and thanks go, for your minute. service. Yeah, we just, we just received your services. You're Your, ours services. Now. You're yeah. all right. I go. Well, wait a minute. I haven't heard from, <laughs> and then then Luna, and he called what a great me after prank that. Call. So it was all that. <laughs> the Leafs should just call all, up Druid. Yeah, You're not playing yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was kind of like, it was real frustrating, you know, and then, then but the, the Capitals were great. They flew, uh, they took care, took care of the cars and everything, and flew my wife, and it was a really nice situation when I got there, so things worked out pretty good. But oh. we also had the Save the Caps campaign, so it was another frustrating yeah. time there in Washington. The team was not very good.
2: It sounds like the early part of my career is just every, <laughs> oh, yeah. every every place I tried to work and do highlights. They're like, guess what? You're you're laid off, yeah, we're, like, we're just gonna fold as a company. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you know you were told you're too small yeah, and, and yeah, all that. I'm looking yeah. here on your hockey yeah. DB. It says you were five foot eight, a buck sixty five. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is that even? You think that's generous?
1: Uh, when I first came in, I was 158, I believe, uh, my first year pro. That's why I was my last year junior. And then I. Johnny Goodreau before I was cool. I put, right. on a, yeah. I put on a few pounds in the summer. I put on about 15, 20 pounds. Um, just drinking and eating a lot of food <laughs> and just doing things that. <laughs> the healthy I, way. Yeah, oh, the healthy yeah. way. <laughs> just doing things that make you put on weight, right? Because I knew I needed to get heavier. And conditioning wasn't a big thing working out was not a big thing. it was come to camp whether you're twenty five thirty pounds pounds overweight you're gonna get in shape because we skated a lot didn't play a lot of games a lot of you know during that time there wasn't a lot of exhibition games whereas you're playing what the third day in camp now right and so uh yeah, and then I ended up being about one between 170 and 175 my career that's what I was wow yeah holy back to that first year yeah
3: um yeah so. And I, I think this is where the story story really sort sort of takes off. And and Ken, you know, you, you must have looked at this as as the guy that's helping to write this book, and go, okay, Washington is where, yeah, kind of that this takes off for you, Ken, when you were when you were putting this together. Is it kind of like, do you look at the stats and go, okay, like how do you, how do you start this story? It's a well, fascinating hockey right. card. Yeah.
4: Well, si- sixty mm. is it's the focal point, right? But mm. sixty isn't the story. So Mm. when I'm sitting with Dennis, and we're getting around to writing the book, first thing we start talking about is, of course, the 60. And then our conversation just kind of goes. And then Dennis gets into, you know, when his career was over, and he says, yeah, you know, I was coaching in Lake Charles for a bit. And then, uh, you know, we were running out on boats to serve oil rigs in the Gulf of Mexico, and I'm, whoa, 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 stop. Yeah, wait, what? (laughs) And uh, so Dennis uh, has this big, gigantic story about basically, about uh, being a sailor uh, and deckhand. deckhand in the Gulf of Mexico for mm. six months. First chapter of the book. First chapter yeah. of the book. And I think, how many 60 goal scorers mm. were deckhands in the Gulf of Mexico and were piloting a ship, ship. in a storm in the middle yeah. of the Gulf of Mexico exactly. 15 years after they scored 60? And I'm thinking, probably zero. <laughs> then Dennis starts, <laughs> and I said, well, what else did <laughs> you do? And mm-hmm. I think it's around chapter 34. There's a chapter about Dennis being the farmhand for John Oates from Holland Oates. Oh, my God. And I think, really? And yep. I think, how many former 60-goal scorers were farmhands for John Oates? Or, or farmhands or, oh, at yeah. all. Or,
1: or, or having a cigarette with Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Wow. Delivered oh, yeah. furniture to Goldie in, Hawn. In, in set, Aspen. Set up Kevin Costner's
4: yeah. wedding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Shoot the breeze with uh, Kurt Russell, who yeah. actually played one of his coaches, Herb Brooks. Yeah. and. Yeah. All these stories start coming yeah. together, and I'm going. This Still is more. so awesome. Then we get into mm. what really happened after the career: anxiety, mm. depression, wondering who you are,
1: where are you going, where, where are you are going to do,
4: what are you going to do. And and I can relate to that. I've I've got anxiety. I've battled depression. So we mm. kind of connected on that. So all these stories start coming out, and then we kind of go, oh yeah, the goals. So. Mm-hmm. All yeah. these stories are kind of yeah, interspersed yeah. around and this guy yeah. that yeah. scored That's 60 it. goals. Now, if you know hockey, you know Dennis scored mm-hmm. 60 goals. But kind of like hockey card stories, there's so much more than just what you're right. seeing on HockeyDB right. or the mm-hmm. stats you're right. seeing on the back of the hockey card. So mm-hmm. all these stories are coming at me, and I'm going, wow, this is a book. Yeah. So it's up uh, to me to arrange them uh, in such uh, a manner uh, that they kind of flow, and Andy, it was funny where he
1: did a great job.
4: Thank you. But mm, Dennis yeah. mentioned how he liked his stories to kind of fl- like that come cool. in and out, intersperse in and out. So when we were doing yeah. the book, one of the editors goes, "For some reason, chapter thirty-four is about John Oates. It's, <laughs> it just kind of shows up." And I go, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> And I go, get it. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of like Seinfeld, where yeah, all yeah, these different yeah, things yeah, happen, and yeah. they all come together at yeah, the end,
1: right? Exactly. So there was
4: all these great stories, and yeah. it just—it's like my brain was, and it was just racking. So I think we probably ended up getting about twenty hours on tape. Yeah, tape. Yeah, wow. Probably. And so then I would connect I mean, hour three with hour yeah. eight, like, and then
1: we go back and forth with each other. Yeah. You know, no, I need this. You need this put in there. And, yeah. and then something else changes, yep. you know. then at the end, I had the heart. At the end, you had, had quadruple had bypass. Quadruple bypass. So I had to, which, uh didn't know about and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah. I had no symptoms. But, yeah, ago, right now, A year uh, ago yeah, right, go, now. So year right, so, year
4: right now, Dennis calls me and goes, I yeah, got some news.
1: Yeah. What? He goes, uh, well, you tell the story. Go ahead. What, about the the heart? Yeah, I got to go in and get my chest ripped I did a disability claim in state of California. And so I had to go down there and test, get tested for it for their doctors and then my lawyer's doctor. So, and they sent back a disc of 80 pages of medical terms. Well, I'm so smart and a hockey player, I'm going to read those medical terms in no <laughs> way. And so I took it to my doctor and, and he looked at it and called me back a few days and said, you know, you have thickness, the left side of your heart. I go, mm, you no. Know. Uh, do you have chest pain? I haven't pain? felt in there recently, yeah, you, so I don't know. <laughs> you, have, you have chest pains? <laughs> yes, so you, I do know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and what? <laughs> well, and you got
1: chest pains or thick, or you have a shortage of breath? He says, no, Doc, I I feel great. So he says, well, we better get it checked. I said, okay. So three months of getting tested in Toronto here, uh, EKGs, all the t- heart murmur tests, all that, they c- tried they couldn't find anything. So we said well, we better go a little further and find out what it is so that's when we did the uh, ang- angiogram where they shoot the dye in it, and that's what they found. They found uh, December 10th is when I did it. They found uh yeah, four ninety 90% blocked for them and uh, so I went in the end of January and they put the, took the arteries out of my wrist uh arm here. And put uh, put them in there in my heart, and mm-hmm. I got 20, twenty, probably 20 30 years left of my life, so yeah. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Wow. Doctor said I could go try out for the uh, the, the Capitals again. <laughs> well, he says, I mean, Can't, need shape, just can't, can't <laughs> shape me go. I says, what well, he said, your heart's gonna be great, so. Yeah. I don't have to see them for a year, the cardiologists or the doctors. And that's how that's how I found out. I had no symptoms. That was an amazing Yeah, uh, no call. symptoms, that And that's what the phone call say. Well, here's something else to yeah. we can put in there, you know. At the By the end way, we have a new ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, I got a yeah. I got a great yeah, the girlfriend yeah. who had to put the had to put the girlfriend in and all yeah. that. But so. but I went yeah. to the
4: hospital, yeah. what, two, three days after your yeah. surgery? Oh, I look pretty
1: and good, eh? Hey? And, <laughs> and I'm big. <laughs> And I'm thinking, wow, I that's not invasive at all. No, <laughs> Dad, you look terrible. Yeah, I'm
4: thinking, wow, I'm going to yeah. be promoting this book yeah. on my own because wow. you yeah. could hardly move. And yeah. then I saw yeah. you a month yeah. later, and he's yeah. Dennis, Dennis Brook again. You know,
2: well, un- and four days ago, he played four uh, hockey uh, yeah. games. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah no, it's un- that's what people don't think I should be playing. I go, what do you mean? I feel fine. I feel better than I did. Yeah. It's probably <laughs> be- and probably better <laughs> yeah. that you're playing rather well, than sitting around. better than you did, did the it? day I saw him no, in, but but in the <laughs> hospital <laughs> after the surgery. But, but you dangle better than I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you know skate about a little that. faster, but I don't sp- know about Okay. That. Uh, so
3: I I yeah. got to I got to ask. Yeah. I mean, so we you guys all played that uh, charity hockey game. I guess it was late last week. Right. can we get a scouting report on Steve? Steve sit down here. Jesse's going to replace the cameras. We need to get the scouting report on you.
1: Okay. Anything to avoid this part. And then Ken. Uh, he we was uh uh first line. First line power play. Wow penny killing and uh water boy.
2: <laughs> yeah. There you go. I think he was pretty
1: good, good selfie blo- taker. Right. And uh he blocked a shot. Okay. I don't think he scored. No. Nope. <laughs> I, I didn't assist. get a shot on goal. <laughs> but, um but you know the greatest thing about Mr. Dangle here is that I respect for him. That was the first time skating. Yeah, playing a hockey game, ki- hockey game with equipment on. It's not easy. No, it's not. <laughs> no. And especially when you're older. Mm-hmm. And I work with older people that have just started playing hockey and it's frustrating and, but it's great to see to go ahead and try and do what we did for many, many years. Starting on the eight years old. But mm-hmm. I I just, uh, I recommend he was the highest fundraiser. Absolutely. For, uh, for Moose for, Power. For, for Moose the, Power. Moose Power and, and that's awesome. And for Easter sales, uh that's great. I will say, I
4: respect Steve and I respect Andy Knapp who also played in the tournament for the first time more than anybody else in our team takes guts to go out there Mm -hmm. look I've been playing since I was 8 I stink and I'm not that much better that, than Steve. No. But it, no, it was, come on, no, it, it, yeah, that's You, come that's you on. had style, though. Yeah, yeah. You had, got
2: Jofa yeah, you had get the Jofa helmet, you had the JVR bucket. mouthpiece yeah. just yeah, hanging yeah, out the entire yeah, time. I look yeah, it looked good.
4: Do you wear the face shield or no? No,
2: come on. No. again. Uh, you're a TV
4: personality. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, I know, I've got I'm big teeth to, as well. Me too. There you go. But seriously, I think what Steve did should be an inspiration to anybody else out there. Strap on the blades, try it, and when you can try it in an environment where you're helping out Easter Seals, you're helping kids with physical disabilities, and you got your great listeners here that are contributing yeah. I mean without you my our team yeah. raises hardly anything yeah. so thank to you thanks to your listeners but I think I respect guts to go out there I mean if you came up to me right now and said hey I got a pick up basketball tournament Ken, you wanna come play in it no I'd be scared to death I'd be scared to death so respect to you for coming yeah. out see Ken, okay. you're tall enough that you could be a real
3: factor in a basketball game I, I think. played on my high school team we were 0-18 like yeah. we were 0-18 we were 0-18 we were Woo! horrible and
4: I was oh, not I a that. starter <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> Yeah, you'd be, <laughs> you, you be, you be calling me, and I'll be Spike Webb. That's right. <laughs> head, coach, <laughs> head,
4: head coach was yeah. Bob Cooper. All he wanted was a minimum Atlanta of four head a, fakes before uh, every shot. If you did uh, that, he was <laughs> <laughs> good.
3: <laughs> what uh, What high school did you go to?
4: Picto Academy. Oh, Picto. yeah. They threaten to close it down every year, but then the locals get <laughs> nasty and they keep it open.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Canadians get very protective. Protective of their hockey, I, protective of their picto I, academy. Yeah.
3: P- I think, I think uh, the, the junior or the like, the the public school I went to was 50 years old when I went there, so it's probably like closer to 75 now. Right. Joseph Howe, no, uh, Centennial Road. Oh, uh, Pictou- and it yeah. probably had 150 kids in the total school and was well past its prime and wow. the neighborhood had outgrown it but every time they tried to shut it down the parents got together and signed all the petitions did
1: well, all the exactly, fundraisers well, PICTO Academy
4: is 202 well, years older,
1: old I'm older than you guys and my, my public school is still there yeah. <laughs> is it? yeah, um, yeah. yeah. There you go. yeah Picto, PICTO Academy I, yeah. I, yeah. I lived in Rexdale it's still going, it's still and going. The, we're two and two years school, old seven, the, oh, the and the high school 7th 8th grade was Heatherbury and and it it's still it's a new name but the school's right there mm-hmm. it's <laughs> uh, and then I went in high school West Humber Collegiate.
4: Here's how and, illustrious uh, Picto Academy is, grade. and this is a note for you guys. Drake Cajula of the Edmonton Oilers, his grandfather, R. McDonald, taught at Picto Academy.
0: Wrap
2: oh. that oh, one oh, around your head. Yeah. No, you know, Scotians, of course you would know no, that too.
4: Nova Scotians uh, you know, are like Italians. Uh, yeah. They know they all know each other. Like <laughs> it's true. like Oh
3: Nova Scot- yeah. I know you through somebody. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're right. it's it's amazing. So like um, Greeks too. Greeks too, for mm. sure. Greeks mm. all know the, the other Greeks. Uh, I'm just going
4: to stay away from the stereotyping yeah. conversation. Wow, <laughs> come
2: on. <laughs> no, he could be like, you know Steve Irwin, Nova Scotian. <laughs> somehow, like, somehow he was Nova Scotian. The croc hunter,
3: yeah, Yeah. Um, so, Dennis, I got to ask yeah. you, working with Ken all the time, right? Uh, what's he like... To work with that, to partner oh, with on something. Other other than annoying. My mouth,
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I don't know if I got the exact word for that, but I, I think that. Uh, is it four letters? You can swear. <laughs> it's okay. No, not four letters. But, uh, you know, when you, when you meet with someone that, for the first time and you don't know, and then you're telling stories, you're kind of like, well, maybe I shouldn't be telling <laughs> this guy some stories. I don't know what he. Yeah, and this guy kinda, works and for and sports the, the news. Where's this going? How far is this going to go? And then. You know, the more t- the more times we met, I just I felt a lot comfortable with around just saying anything that I did, mm-hmm. and it was really neat. I think the the connection probably after the second time we met, it was it was really strong, because I was able to you know when we we're gonna meet again, I was able to just keep telling more, saying more things, more personal things that were and uh, you know, some people will never say about their personal life and mm-hmm. it just got me to be real comfortable and and then when we we started to ask questions i just i just felt really at ease with them and i think it just was a a great connection to work together on this book and and that book right there does not come out be strong from Ken Reed you know he he really put that whole package together i said the story said a few things but it's you know, and that's why he's a powerful writer. I don't know what he's like on Sportsnet, but I mean... He wears it suit well. I watch the him. show a lot more now than I used to, so there you go. But uh, no, he's just a great man, and I respect him Makes for sense. all his, his stories, and I know he's written a few books now, and... And maybe look forward to the next one, but uh, he's just, uh, author. Uh, yeah. so he's doing, he's, he's done really well, but it's really been a, a pleasure getting to know Ken and, and I've done a few events with him now. So it's been, uh, it's been great.
3: Ken, I got to ask you with this book and this is not your, this is not your first book. This is not your second book. So you start and you're, you know, you, you kind of get the idea of what it's going to take each time, right? Right. What is it? with this book that you think, you know, where your growth was and what you're most proud of now?
4: Well, this is my first autobiography, right? So I had to write in somebody else's voice, which was a challenge at first. Uh, The other thing was um, we had to go back over some stories. As Dennis said, we learned to trust each other as this went on. So Mm -hmm. from our, I'd go over stories again because Dennis would be able to put a little meat on the bone and give me more details. And, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. at at the first meeting he said, you know, and then I had a tough time. But then the yeah. third, mm-hmm. fourth minute, I go, what was the tough time? Mm-hmm. Bring me to that tough time. Mm-hmm. So I just, uh, man, it was a challenge. It was because uh, when you're writing your own book, it's easy. You know the details, you right? Were there. I was there. Mm-hmm. When I'm writing Dennis's book, I got to get all this stuff out of him. And like you said, at first, we don't really know each other. Mm-hmm. So he's <coughs> kind of just given, I guess, maybe mm-hmm. a just generic media right, interview. Right. Whereas by. I guess what 18, 19 hours into the taping. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm t- I've, I t- I I talked to his, I'm a, oh, I mean, I talked to his sons, yeah. his daughters, his ex-wife, his mm-hmm. like, I mean, I t- his ex-teammates, his ex-buddies from growing up. I talked to maybe what twenty other people yeah. just to get a shape of of who Dennis was. And I inters there's some mm-hmm. quotes at the head of every Players. chapter from from other people we talked to. And I mean, I don't know. I I was like I said, we were him, uh, mm-hmm. we were together in the hospital three days after he had open heart, and like, G-g-g-g. so you connect and you right. become friends. Mm-hmm. Ideally, I think if you want to, you want to give an accurate representation of the person, which I hope I did. Uh, I think one of the nicest comments Dennis gave me so far, and he just gave it to me about an hour ago, and I said, "Did your kids read the book?" He said, "John read it. John's Dennis's son," and he said. It was great, wouldn't change a thing, to which you said, if, if anyone was going to be critical, critical of it, it would be John. Definitely, so, yeah. Wow. So that was nice. Yeah. And I must say, yeah. this man yeah. has the nicest kids you would ever want to meet. John, Thank Sarah, you. and Jay Lee. Right. Oh, right. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Like, just, like, the nicest kids in the world. I'm right. I'm literally talking to John on the phone, just in my backyard. God. and John's got a five-year-old and a three-year-old. I got a kid who's about to be five, about to be three, so we can relate. But just, and I mean... Dennis's family's going through stuff as you're writing the book, so there's all kinds of stuff that's happening, and it was it was a challenge, but it was a fun one, and uh, it was it mm-hmm. was a it was a pleasure to to work with a guy, and I'm so glad that his story's out there because this is a guy who mm-hmm. should be appreciated for what he did. What is it? 878 points in 888 games. That's correct. That's pretty massive, and I don't care what era it's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody had to score the goals, and this guy, as I learned from a lot of ex players, would go into some big-boy territory to score some pretty nasty
2: goals. Well, I was I was looking at some of the players who like yeah. gave you testimonials <laughs> and stuff, right. and there's some the back there. big names in yeah, here. Some, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, here we go. So you got Phil Esposito, Wendell Clark, Dennis Savard, and Marcel Dion wrote right. your
1: foreword. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah,
2: how, how do you know these guys? Uh, <laughs> I mean, besides <laughs> just as a player. Played, well, I guess I played against
1: them, a lot of yeah. guys, and then, and then I've, I've done a lot of different events with, with players and all that, and and Ken had uh, contacted uh, pretty much yeah. all these guys, yeah. and 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 to read their comments, uh, you have a lot of respect for them, but also what they said about me, and I think that it, that goes a long way, and and that I realize that hey, I must have been not bad hockey player. I must have been okay because I was always I was always told I was too small to play, and and a big man's game and and, and to hear comments from these great hockey players means a lot to me that that I did something as a kid made it, and uh, yeah, I have a lot of respect for all the guys that say that my teammates, uh, my peers, all that. Yeah,
4: there, there was a great quote from Eric Lindros too. It didn't make it onto the back no. cover I wanted it to, but he the, Eric basically said what a lot of people said. He said, oh, Dennis showed up at my alumni things. I love Dennis. He's such a great guy. He's great with the players. I, said, I didn't know he scored 60 goals. Then I found out. I was like, whoa! You know, yeah. that's, 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 that's come from a Hockey Hall of Famer, Eric yeah, Lindros. I'm paraphrasing, thing. but... Yeah.
2: <laughs> did not play that long after you did.
4: Yeah, no. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. Eric probably actually, would have had Dennis's yeah. hockey card just like yeah, every other kid. Exactly. Yeah. What is the
3: reason that yeah. this is a forgotten 60-goal season?
1: Uh, the reason? Well, I, I think that if you... As, as we said mentioned earlier I mean there's not uh, when you do talk about the 60 goal scores my name does not come up mm-hmm. you know unless you're maybe in Washington or something mm-hmm. but it really doesn't come up and I've been in uh, conversations with people and and trying to get all the names of the players that have done done that uh, I think what happened was that I was in an area era and then with teams that were not really uh, Successful or didn't get a lot of exposure. And so I am the unforgotten 60 gold man. Right. When you bring up a 60, as you said, they'll talk about the Gretzky, Lemieux, and Solani Brett and, Hall, Solani, yeah, mm-hmm. and all that. Uh uh-uh. uh. My when, name does not come up mm-hmm. at all. No, and, and it's not. And you,
4: you score 60 uh, and you're 32 behind the league leading goal scorer. Right. right,
2: yeah, you, right, scored, right. you scored 60 the year Gretzky broke the record, Got we'll set the record 92. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You know, Gretzky was a good. Uh, Season of goal scoring, I had 60. You know,
1: I used to, when I when I go to the airport and go to fights and stuff, and I wear hats sometimes, Federo hats, and not all the time, but, and I, I dress black a lot. And when I go in there, I go uh, to, to recognize, I go, uh, um, where's your, your musician? Where's your instrument? They think I'm in a band. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. They go, oh, "No, That's a cool. hockey player. Yeah, you should like, travel he, with I hockey sticks whether you need to or not." I am a hockey. No, they're already down. You know, they're already in the you know uh, underground and with the light with the bags. But it's kind of funny that it's, I get asked to be a. You must be a musician. I go. Wait a minute here. You know, <laughs> and I, I'm a hockey player. Well, I'm uh, you, know, you don't look like a hockey player. So I get that a lot. And it was just, you know, that's just the way, the way it is. I mean, you can accept. Well, it's, it it's appropriate
2: how your book starts. Yeah, yeah
1: Daddy i yeah. I'm Dennis Maruk. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: as as we're on the Gretzky thing, can right. you bring up the time your big league Gretzky when your brother brought him to your house after your rookie? Year? Oh
1: yeah, that, that's was, right. that was awesome. I was in. Well, of course, I lived in Rexdale, and and um, we went to Weston Collegiate. Uh, the high school and, and and Wayne was there delivering awards. He's good friends with someone else that was at the school, so my my I was at the house and my younger brother brought Wayne over, and he was already playing. And I said, "Well, I says, well, I'll see you on the ice, kid." You know, that's what I said to him in, in the backyard. Gretzky's <laughs> yeah. 15, 16. That's what I, said. I was kind of cocky, you know. I was only playing, and he had, you know. I oh, playing. by the way, you got to yeah, pick yeah, up the book yeah, just yeah, for Dennis's yeah, mustache. Yeah, yeah. By the way, my mustache, Woo! the Fu Manchu. It's, yeah, mean, it's yeah. meaner than Clark. Yeah, so, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, and then Gretzky, and I think at one time, well, I got played against him all my whole career, and and uh, he. He says, you know, you don't have to hit or you don't have to fight or stuff like that. Just go score goals and make plays. And I looked at him, I go, are you going to start fighting now? So I'm not going to change my game mm-hmm. yeah. because you told me I have to change it. No, <laughs> I've been successful the way I play, and that's where I am. So that was kind of cute. I was I think I won the face off, too.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's important. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny.
1: Marcel Dion is the guy yeah.
3: who writes the foreword for right. this book. And right. you oh. could argue that Marcel is in a similar position to you because to yes. me, Marcel Dion is the forgotten 80s 70s and 80s superstar because he was he was a stud in the 70s too yeah but the
2: second he left detroit
1: where'd he play played in la camp yeah the the la kings pre-gretzky yeah so pre-gretzky
2: is a very important distinction (laughs) yeah Yeah,
1: no one
3: cared i mean you talk about a guy he almost had 60 goals there was one year he had 59 right um when you played against a guy like him right he must have just been breathtaking to watch.
1: Well, I broke his record in junior. Well, you know, did? For, yeah. For the 3 years, yeah. I broke his record. For and points were or- yeah, for 3 years put points, yeah, total points and that. And of course, he played 3 years in St. Catharines and I and uh, and all that. So, he already kind of knew a little bit about me. Mm-hmm. And uh so then I got drafted by California Golden Seals. And as I said earlier, that I had no con- I had no contract. I was too small. And the first exhibition game I had was against LA, and I played against him a lot. A center, he's a centerman, and I am scoring two goals. And I was, I think, I was first first star, yeah. And the, the GM and president tapped me on the shoulder, said, when "We come back to Oakland. We're gonna, you're not going to the minors. We're gonna sign you to a contract." So I was kind of like. Thirty thousand wow. to sign 30, 40, 50 and I'm nineteen years old. That's big money. Yeah, seventy five. You, you guys don't know that, but uh, that was a few years ago. A lot of yeah. mustache grooming yeah. products lot, with that money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. oh, you bought so, a Corvette in your first season. Yeah, that's right. So, that's right. So I had I had some money and gave uh, money to my parents. Or they wanted a pool, so you know that was kind of kind of a neat thing. But uh, he just was, uh, you know, what he wrote in there when you get a chance to read what what he wrote. It was kind of like. Uh, he was my idol. my favorite hockey player was Bobby Hall, growing up as a kid, but Marcel Dion was my idol because we yes, when you said we were similar type players, we played in organized teams that were not really well publicized or out east or whatever we were they were kind of on the back back burner. But look what he look what he did in his career. It's unbelievable. Never mm-hmm. won a Stanley Cup,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and the numbers on that man, what he did. But you 1, know, seventeen hundred seventy-one, so yeah. a Great. guy. do. I do a lot of different events uh, with them and have over the last few years. And just a wonderful man. He deserves every award because you know what he did in a team that was not successful. Really. I mean, he, he has did.
3: forty-nine career playoff games.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. They never really got beyond
1: the and second people, round. People no. forget, too. No. Jay, Jay
2: yeah. Holmeister before it was cool. Yeah. Jay,
4: Jay, yeah. Jay. People forget how good that 75, 76 Kings right. team was right. with him right. and Rogi. Yeah. Or 74, 75. Mm. It was yeah. a really good
1: team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just a, a great man. And uh, I respect uh, the great comments he he said about me. It was great bought yeah. us, you know, like we're two pit bulls. Yeah, <laughs> you know, two pit balls, you right? ever, <laughs> they, they never stop. Right? Yeah. yeah? Yeah.
2: Well, along the lines yeah. of you being a pit bull, yeah. w- was there ever a situation where you're like, ah, I bit off more than I can chew here. I maybe shouldn't have picked this fight.
1: Uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. no I don't, I don't, not at all. No, I don't that think so. That from a man who
4: cross-checked yeah. Wendell Clark across no, no, the I, forehead. I, I, wow. I,
2: I got... You still got I, him to comment on the book. Yeah, you know, <laughs>
1: I could tell you a little bit. Wendell's a great... I've done a lot of things lately with Wendell, and, but the first time when I moved back to Toronto nine years ago, I got involved with the NHL um, alumni. and went in there and said, I'm in, I moved back to Toronto. I'm in town. Anything you got going on, give me a call. So um, I did one little event, and then the next one, I it was with Wendell, and I had to meet him. Um, um, and we were in a bar, and he was sitting in the tar- stall tables, and the, he's already there, and I'm walking, and I go, "Oh, what am I gonna say to him?" I, I cross-checked him, well, a little too high. <laughs> And uh, he got a few stitches and I got three game suspension. I had to go to the league and you know, that's what it was. But I I was kinda I was nervous and you know, I didn't know what I was gonna say. And Wendell and, uh, never
4: got to play against the, you again the, after that no, cross check no, no, I won't we won't get into the game. <laughs> we
1: won't get into the game and all that kind of stuff, but because uh, we had a back home and away with uh Toronto. I was the North Stars in, uh, in Toronto. But uh yeah, and then I, so I walk up there and i kinda of look at him and I go, uh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know. And it, so we shook each hand. And he says, Listen, I just wanna apologize for getting these He says, I don't worry about it. That's okay. That's the way the game was. That's the way we played then sticks were up high. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> Above <Yeah. the> eyebrows. <laughs> I, I know I stick I know I probably stick to you too, crash uh, don't worry about it. Let's have a beer and have fun. That's what it was, and I kind of like, and I was, you know, because I, I did get my stick up a little high, but you had to do things like that because because I was beat up, I was a target, I was a goal scorer and playmaker and all that, and and, and I, I, I was abused. There wasn't too many games that I didn't come out where my body was sore from being slashed, cross-checked, or whatever. I still produced, still had to do the same thing, but I gained a lot of respect. If you look at my penalty, penalty minutes, I've had... 700 uh, I, uh, I plus I had some there, pretty good penalty and they weren't misconducts. Uh, they were like, uh, you know, re- for some fights, and some, uh, you know, cross check or spearing, or slashing back <laughs> to the guy that did it to me, but it gave me a lot of respect and a lot of, a lot of space, and, and like... I'll say one comment with Bobby, Bobby Clark, after we were both re- retired and I did an event with them here in Toronto. And uh, he came up to me and he says, uh, hey, you love it. I don't know if I can say it on the PR. Uh, can you, can you? You say can, can say it in the podcast. Yeah, you know, you I mean, you're it. quoting I can say, him. I'm saying, well, he says he's a little prick, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and I kind of said, well, I said, yeah, well, so are you. You know, because he'd spear you, and I'd spear him <laughs> right back. And he says, and he said, "Well, you know what? Every time we played you, we had your number twenty-one on our board in our dressing room circle. Get him. He's going to score goals. If he doesn't score, we're going to win the game. You know, all that kind of Comble stuff." So that, and the Flyers so back said, then were just said, shy of a prison oh, game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, orange and, more to to and hear, everything. Hear yeah. that from a Hall of Famer, a great player that played against Bobby Clark. It's kind of geez. I guess it wasn't too bad, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I gave me. I but I had to do that. I had to give it back. Otherwise, the, they you walk all over you. Oh, you sure prick is a compliment. That. Sure. Well, well okay. that is. Yeah. Yeah.
4: If I'm exactly sorry. I think is it chapter eight, Dennis? What was that? Uh, chapter eight. Learn to be a prick. Learn to be a prick. Right.
1: <laughs> that was that was that was my my buddy Dave Hutchison. Uh, I played in Chicago and and uh, played in L. A. too, the L. A. and Chicago, but uh, in the Leafs, but uh, we met in London and. He said, I had a lot of, I had good totals in junior, and uh, uh, he's, I said, well, I can score, I can make plays, but really, how, I, what do I, I got to do to make it there? He says, you got to be a prick. I go, oh, okay, what do you mean? He says, well, even in practice, you know, teammates, you got to hit the guys. You got to hit the best guys. The coach is going to want to say, well, here, and then on the ice, when you have an opportunity, you know, you might fight the odd time, but I mean, you got to hit their best guys got hit them every chance you get and and so the, then the, they see you doing that and they go oh geez you know that's pretty cool so yeah that's what I did I just kept going from there yep
3: Uh who, <laughs> who was and we know okay. who the best players are huh. in the 80s and the 70s right we know mm-hmm. who was the who was the guy that you were like okay when that team comes up on the calendar, mm. that guy gives me a little anxiety. That guy is one that's going to be tough to contain. You're a centerman, right? So right. you got to be back for yeah, all the defensive. Play- you're the right. one that's got to tail these guys. Right. Who's that guy that you're like, every time, man, I hated playing him because he was so good?
1: Uh, You know, the, I played in different eras. So, you know, I played against Phil Esposito yeah. and Bobby Orr and all those guys. That was their Ooh. last... Yeah, who? Follow uh, <laughs> those famous okay, Roger I get Perlis. you guys not knowing Ruby, but, oh, you <laughs> know. Come on now. Come on now. That's why I mentioned Phil him. Phyllis Pizzito, you guys know that. okay yeah, yeah. but But, uh, and, and so I, and then the, I went through the, you know, the crappy times, uh, the the Brachy Bullies, and then, uh, and then it was the Islanders, uh, they were so strong. You know, with trots. Bossy yeah. Trots and Gillies, Kirk Gillies. And then it was uh, the Oilers. I was north of Edmonton Oilers. And so, there was two guys that I have a lot of respect for, but they were chippy and dirty in their own way. A lot of people didn't see that was um, Mark Messier <laughs> and uh, Brian Trotche. Oh, yeah. A lot right. of people, but they you, you see as a, as a an outsider, you don't see the on-ice stuff that goes on. And well, they Cha-cha were would have been so... Like centerman. Mark yeah. played center too. They were so strong and powerful uh, they were tough to play against. I could play against Gretzky, play against, but those two guys were so hard and mean and tough and chippy and dirty in their way. And I had a lot of respect because they were so hard. And that's and I, I know it was just tough to play against them. And and I think each one. Uh, especially uh, Trottsy has won every award except for Grammy, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he got I mean, a lucky, he still got you And got he's a, got a same singer, same too. Maybe he a, win a Grammy, Grammy one day. And, and so, but I have a lot of respect, and I've, I've been with him in events and done things, so those two players are really uh, the players I would say that were the two toughest players, that were great players, but two toughest to play as a centerman, yes.
4: Trotz was going to write the forward for the book, too. He's got yeah. a lot of respect for Dennis. Yeah. They're, they're good buddies. Just in team-up, yeah. He,
1: yeah, and, no.
4: I, man, I, I it was funny. You brought up the spectrum. One thing I never asked you about the Broad Street Bullies: did you ever, what was it like going into the spectrum
1: against Dave Schultz? And, oh, the Philly flu? Yeah. Oh, Philly <laughs> <Schultz>. I never <laughs> asked that you that. Uh, yeah, I think it was real <laughs> in some players, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, I got the flu. Can't play.
2: Oh, I got a play bad back fires. or
1: my bad arm. Yeah. And uh, I guess because I enjoyed it because of how I played. You know,
2: you're like a pig in shit. I was, I was, <laughs> yeah. you know, I scared
1: it. going in or no? Because they knew I was going to hit. We'd have brawls, uh, the capitalists and the Flyers. We had brawls on there, and I remember uh, one, there was a picture in the paper in the, in the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Spectrum. We had a brawl, and here's me. I, I believe I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing a hold of this one guy, and I'm going like this. <laughs> and you know who I was trying to hit was Bob Daly. Yeah. Six, yeah, six Yeah. God oh, rest well. his soul. You're so giving up God, almost God a foot. I rest, was going to say Ben Wilson peace, or somebody like that. Well, he passed away yeah. not too long ago. Uh, great man, but uh, it was like it was like, <laughs> okay, wait a minute here. Yeah, <laughs> 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 David <laughs> and Goliath. You yeah. know what I'm trying? And my going up here and he's looking down about you know two feet? What are you doing? You're like you know trying to hit me? Yeah. But that's what it was. I mean, and you say the Philly flu. I, I believe. I believe, yes, it was. Uh, there were some players that just couldn't go in there and compete because of how they were. And, and uh, they were just a team. Uh, they were a real strong uh, family together. All those guys are big. Are, are, and even now today, mm-hmm. they're close, still close. Just, there was just a bond there. They were just a bonding there that with Freddie Shiro and all that. were there. They are just a bond. It was great, yeah.
3: Um, and I have to ask this as a Leaf fan. You grew up in Toronto. Right. Rexdale, you grew up grew watching Rexdale the Leafs. Boy. You you yeah. saw the yeah. Leafs win the cup, right? You know, you saw that that amazing run they had in the 60s. Do you remember what it was like coming the first time and playing in Maple Leaf Gardens? Maple Leaf Gardens?
1: Uh, I uh I I grew up when I played youth hockey with it, uh Minor minor Bannum Bannum yep. and then uh Wax Junior B Waxers and all that. Uh, we practiced at Maple Leaf Gardens. Unbelievable. <laughs> so we got to see, we got to see the pros when I was growing up and that's how I, I used to like when Chicago would be sit behind the, the glass and that and there and watch Bobby I'll take a slap shot and that's a, who who I liked and all that. But uh it was just uh to come in my first game was uh um in Toronto and uh goalie was Wayne Thomas. And my my mom and dad there and my my brothers and sisters and uh, my friends and all that were there and I scored my first goal in NHL in Maple Leaf Gardens. So, uh, it was pretty special. Yeah, it was pretty special. And uh, But, we, uh, you know... As you, See, it's as not you just know, a new phenomenon. No, no. Everyone gets their first goal. <laughs> but, <school. yeah. laughs> but, but, you know, everybody that comes in, a lot of people don't know, everybody that comes in Toronto, and I've always said this, I believe, I'm, I'm not knocking the players on the team today, but and I like where they're going. I think they're a great young team right now. They're fast, they're, they're talented. Of course, every team needs certain things, and the same with Toronto Maple Leafs. But if... If they bring their team, I've said this many, if put their team, 75% of Ontario-born players, they'll start winning the Stanley Cup. Because Why? It's a- Wait. every If you come, the visiting teams that come into play, who's first, second, or third star? An Ontario-born player playing on the other team. Want to put on a show? They put on a show People are going to roll in. their eyes, but People I mean, are, it's... Grace it, has been every, saying that for years. Happens. It, 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 when they build this team around Ontario-born players, and, and I, I like where they're going now, I've, I've always cheered for Maple Leafs. Even I try to get traded. And Lou Nanny wouldn't do that because it was the same division, Norris division. Um, he said, no way I'm trading to Toronto. I said, well, I, well, that's where I'm from. I want to play my, my last few years in Toronto. Yeah, you and everybody you know? else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it never happened. But I've always cheered him on. And, and we, even when I was playing in the pro and as a kid and um, all that kind of stuff. And and so and I still cheer him on. I cheer for Capitals, of course, mm-hmm. but I have to. And Dallas Stars. But I'm a I'm, I'm real strong Maple Leaf fan and always will be.
2: Who in the NHL today reminds
1: you of you? In the NHL today? Oh, um, that's good. I haven't even thought about that. But uh, Who punches I would say eight the small... inches up? <laughs> well, no, I, I would say um, any of the players that uh, are, are tough and gritty that are small. Uh, I mean, one guy, I, I think Johnny Gujo uh, plays, in, but he's he's not chippy like I was, but because it's more wide open today. Uh, they, they, you're not going to get the chippiness, smaller player. But I, I, I kind of like, like he is, and lo, the little domey boy, you know, yeah. and, and mm, uh, plays yeah, nice, kind of yeah. a chippy, but he can't do it because he may end up in a penalty box all the time. But if he could do it, you're going to find even better player because he had he did that get junior yeah. you know get more space and everything But so I think you'll find different so I would look at guys like the smaller players in the game today that have speed and finesse that's kind of what I was a playmaker a lot of people talk about my goals I mean I was I really was I, I set up many, many goals. I was a playmaker. I had almost 600 assists. Set up the so, the other I mean, day, if yeah, yeah, you could have
4: finished a couple know, off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was,
1: you know, so I look at I look at things like that. I mean, uh, playmaking was a big... Getting assists is just as important as You got goal. an assist on my
4: goal the other yeah, day. At yeah, that's, that's right. right.
1: When yeah. I went top shelf. Went to how was, shelf.
3: How was yeah. uh, Ken's... Because, you know, making the pass is one thing, right. receiving the pass yeah. is the other, right? It's no, the cradle. Ken, How's Ken, Ken on that? Stone hands or...
1: No, Ken's got good hands. There's no doubt about it. Feet are a little slow. I know you <laughs> Well, you know, you haven't skated that much, so I mean, that's that's got to work on his skating a little bit. But yeah. uh, you know, he's 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 good with the puck. And, uh, you know, he played defense a little bit. And yeah, then a little bit. Yeah. A little bit of defense and forward. I think he's probably better on defense. I would, but uh, I would disagree. Um, but that's okay. You know,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but we have to. What teach, a, have to teach him at, Is
3: better on defense?
1: But, well, he kind of stood around there, but we, he didn't know. Uh, we have to teach him how to back, skate backwards a that little bit. Out. You know, that okay, would help. With him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's. I think the hands are still there. And, and he scored a goal, so it was fun. Yeah, see, Dennis... The hands never leave you. The hands never leave you. No, they're always there, yeah. Uh You didn't
2: spend as much time on the bench as I did, but uh, there there were a bunch of times... Our team struggled a little bit. We sucked. We sucked. We sucked. (laughs) We sucked. But guys would get back to the Uh bench, and they'd be like... Dennis gave me a look Dennis <laughs> <laughs> <Because laughs> gave he, me the glare You'd set him up perfectly yeah. and they'd completely whiff on it <laughs> Or they'd send it at your yeah. feet All you name names,
4: just, Mike Freeman gets the puck oh, right in front on. of our bench <laughs> And I just go, Marook, 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 Marook. Yeah, yeah, Dennis well, is so wide open for a breakaway pass yeah. So he carries it from our blue line to the other blue line Then and he then looks, just, Dennis had to stop on the other team's the blue line yeah. Then he makes the pass yeah. <laughs> Get but, the man yeah. in
1: motion <laughs> Well, Let's I th- go. I think I was a little too far ahead in the times, you know. Yeah. So, I kind but, of I really mean, it's, No, it was, uh, you know, it was a challenge for y'all. I mean, because the teams that we played against were good. We're, good we're players. a bunch of shiny tryhards. <laughs> and, Let's just say They're <laughs> no, trying
2: way too hard for a charity no, tournament. No, it's, it's, uh, no, <laughs> know, it's just hard
1: for y'all because, you know, there there are teams and are, are other teams that are are like that, that there's players that. Raise a lot of money, and they want to play the game. They don't play a lot, mm-hmm. so it, it really it's a it's fun. It if I was that type game. of person, I'd be frustrated, you know, out there playing because what can I do? I can't do too much compared to these guys skating around me all the time, and it's not really fun. So right. you know, organizers should maybe look at you know, talent for talent, what, what, you know, the, the organizers of each team is saying, well, I've got a stacked team. Yeah, level. I've got a level, a level a team. I, we have, we level play against. Well, <laughs> we have a level D. Well, I well, kept waiting for the no. call and I never
3: got <laughs> yeah. it. So.
1: so we're level D. I mean, next year we need <laughs> yeah. to, we need I'm, to bring I'm a good I'm a good squad. first
3: pass defenseman. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be, uh, I mean, did I also, you play did, D. I play D. I oh, played, oh my I God. Did. Adam's coming next year. Okay. I think you're, I think you're your first on the team. Pick, first round pick. I think he's a first rounder. Absolutely. Yeah.
4: That is. Yeah. This is gonna come come no. across as
3: the dumbest question you've
1: probably no, ever heard. No oh, dumbest. Dumbest. Hey, no. hey, this
4: man I'm did twenty hours of interviews with me. No, <laughs> there are no dumb question. No
1: dumb question. Okay. All right, no, that's that's negative. It's positive. It's okay. Right. Yeah. Did you keep all your jerseys? No, you didn't. I had I had a few of them. Uh, did, like and the, the seals, the barons. Yeah, do you had, have any of those? And the one of the barons is in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Oh cool. It's in oh, there. Is that- it's kind of neat. Yeah. So it's preserved all- in the right place. That's yeah, cool. Yes, it is. And my, my fifty gold stick and my 60 gold stick are also there. Um uh the jerseys that I had, I'm not a guy that uh keeps a lot of things. I never was. I do guys, some guys were not I was I just did my thing and I mm-hmm. jerseys I gave two away to charity um, I think I asked my son if he wanted one, and he said, "No, Dad, I got enough stuff." So, um, I donated that one. I sold one, and then uh, no, I don't uh, have any jersey that I wore. My my son's got sticks of Gretzky, Bossy, Lemieux, everyone you can think of. He's got about five hundred thousand dollars worth of sticks. Wow! Famous hockey sticks. Holy! Yeah, in a bag. It's unbelievable. I st- and baseball bats and gloves i did it all for him i did it when he was you know when he was young and i did uh, i don't need those things mm-hmm. my my thing is what i did and and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm proud of that that I made it to the nhl where a lot of kids have that dream and don't get that their chance and i got my chance and made it I would just like to see an yeah. original California Golden yeah. Seals Yeah, yeah. I, I love that old Caps uh, jersey,
4: too. I think oh, that's really yeah. underrated with the Stars. Yeah. Whatever happened to the All-Star jersey from 82? Now, that was a disco-funky kind do, of jersey. Okay.
1: Yeah, I do have an All-Star jersey. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay. I do have the All-Star jersey, yeah. So you're an initial yeah, All-Star yeah, right? yeah, number 20. Yeah. I was number 20, as a matter of fact.
4: Well, tell the All-Star yeah. story, Dennis, uh, from 82. Well, that's 82. the one with the Stars and, yeah. the stars and all that, yeah, Oh, yeah. that's cool, okay. Uh, what's that? The 1982 All-Star game uh, is in Landover, Maryland, home of the Capitals. right. The last man introduced yep. is this man right here. Comes out on the ice. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Standing O. So, and that's kind of what the, what the book was all about. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you go to lunch with President Reagan. You're the right. king of the 1982 yeah. All Star Game, and. Then you're a deckhand in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> These <laughs> yeah. are stories. These are stories
2: that yeah. do not
4: happen to everybody.
2: Yeah. Oh, so, there's yeah. some
4: bad ones too. Yeah. 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 Toast of the town. Yeah. Might not yeah.
2: have kept a lot of stuff, but you got a lot of stories. And yeah. That's, that's yeah. what the catch our the jersey work. from the other day, though, right? Yeah. From yeah. Yeah. our. I get like, do you need it back? <laughs> no, no, it's yours <laughs> oh, to keep. I'm framing no, that. Yes. I'm you got to Frame that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, I had three face face-off wins. Yeah. One clean to you. Yeah, that's right. Didn't get hurt. Didn't get hurt. That's my most important did thing i I'm I almost wrecked myself on the yeah. bench. You're talking to an idiot who wears a That, that, that no ball, one. Yeah, yeah, that when you missed the, the bench. The one on the bench. Yeah, I yeah.
1: missed the bench. The bench he fell. can move fast, He did fall down. Almost, she did fall down. He was flat down on the back by the bench. Did you God, jump the boards at funny. any point, <laughs> yeah. Angle?
4: Like for a shift change, did you jump the boards at any yeah. point? Oh, my God, no.
2: Uh, yeah, oh, the, no we're going to do that next year. No, yeah, yeah. jump well, the
1: boards. That'll be good. Yeah, yeah I wanted that.
2: to give it a shot, but I also didn't want to <laughs> slice anyone's neck or yeah. uh, don't be responsible for any stupidity. There was
4: a guy, yeah. <laughs> and you might remember this, Dennis, Mark Lofthouse. He Mark played, Lofthouse for your, played for your capital, caps. He yeah. was a big sniper yeah. in Hershey. Yeah. Were you playing the night in Vancouver? He got a hattie, but one of the guys jumped the boards, and he had his gloves off? Guy put a skate it, no, his skate through yeah, his fingers yeah. in Vancouver, yeah. and lofty, yeah. Loft House is from Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Blood everywhere. He's semi-blacked out. This is in yeah. Hockey Card Stories yeah. 1. There you go. They go up. They stitch him up. He goes out and snipes the hat trick yeah. for a start. No, oh, yeah. he didn't. Yeah, and yeah. a week later, they send him back to Hershey.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was up and down. Wow. Good man. Yeah, He was a good man, he yeah, was a I good guess, player, yeah, but bit. that happens. Oh, my God. That happened a lot of that time. <laughs> During that time, when Hershey got ha- caps, we went through a lot of different players. It was like, hmm, it's a little circle. It was tough.
2: But they yeah. saved his fingers, yeah. and he got a yeah. hat trick. Wow. I was going to say, what's the worst injury you ever got, but
1: I'm I'm going to bet oh. nothing beat open heart surgery. Uh, yeah, I would say, no, I, I shattered my kneecap. That uh, sounds pretty uh, bad. Um, I had to meet, meet a meet at MC all done in, in my early career, 78, I believe it was. And then uh, in '88, uh, I was playing for the North Stars. Herb Brooks was our coach, and uh, I slid out the block a slap shot. My shin pad moved. Oh, shin pad moved, and uh, and uh, were so, they even
3: plastic at this point, or were they still leather? <laughs> a little bit of plastic. Okay. I
1: think you're right. I think you're right. I think they were leather <laughs> oh. on the knee part, but it rolled like the puck. Grant Lydiard shot the puck, oh, okay. and. Uh, he was and he was, he was playing for Washington too, and and I slid out. I was at top of the circle, and if you got the puck up higher, it'd been fine. I had no problem, but boom, and I got hit. And I, I and at the Met Center, uh, you have to. It's lower, so you walk up stairs to go to the dressing room and all that on the main level, and and that's that's what happened. I went up in the dressing room. They opened up my shin pad, looked at it, put some ice on it, and look, so it said, look a little swollen. Doctors looked at it and. I went down, put my equipment on and go back down to the steps to go to the rink. Well, I put my right foot down, and I put my left foot on on the step, and I just fell right down, right to the mm. hospital. And they opened oh, up, shoot. and it was all shattered. Mm. Put it all back together, pinned and wired it. it took oh. about six months. Uh, then they tried to take the pins and wires out, go back playing, and, and I just wasn't comfortable with it. And that's when I retired.
4: Can I can I give yeah. you guys a yeah. quote from the book? Please yeah. do, From yeah. Brian Bellows? Chapter 44, Ouch. This is about when Dennis blocks no, the shot. Shit. This is Bellows. I remember him blocking the shot. We were all like, What the f- is he doing? <laughs> guys just didn't do that back then. And they didn't. There was one or two guys yeah. a the team that would block a shot. Craig yeah. Ludwig and his giant shin pads would for Montreal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, wow. so that's what, like, like, like Herb Brooks says, you know, they're a good the guy, a you know, goal scorer, blocking slaps, blocking a shot, killing a penalty. What do you mean? What's he doing? that's mm. us. Wow. I can't believe cool.
2: you even tried to block a shot with those. So that, like, like you said, leather pat. The, the <laughs> puck hit me. At, like I, we joked, <laughs> blocking a shot. Like yeah. I didn't even yeah. mean yeah. to block the thing. Just yeah. It just happened to hit me. But with today's like equipment, you're Robocop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. and that's one of the problems yeah. with
4: today's yeah. games. Yeah. Is you are a Robocop. You're too indestructible. Eh? You yeah. are too yeah. indestructible. Yeah. And and if, you're, if you're not afraid of hurting yourself, then yeah. you're definitely not afraid of hurting
3: anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, was and, and I, I know we keep. Like, I know we're running out of time here, but I no. have to ask well, you We got question. all the time in the yeah. world. Yeah. yeah.
1: Herbrooks. Yes. You
3: played for him. Right. We all know the 1980 speech that he gave. Was right. he that inspirational all the time?
1: Uh, I, I, I believe he was. I think it was more towards young players. Okay. When he became a uh, coach in the NHL, it was a little different. A little different. And you're, you're talking with man on man. You're not talking man with boys, right. young men. So I think that's what his success was totally different. And uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, any young player that was involved with that would say that was unbelievable. Uh, the whole miracle and ice, the whole thing. And I was watching on TV as well. And, and it was just great. It changed the way hockey is today. Um, there was not a lot of conditioning before that mm-hmm. uh, in the NHL. There wasn't. Uh, uh, and I think it changed the whole outlook of the United States hockey, uh, their strength and everything, how they became, and as well as the Canadian players and that uh, how important it is to be strong, to work out, get ready for a camp and all, and go do that throughout the season. That's where it really changed, and he got them working that strong and powerful and working out and things like that and, and and that was a big part part of how they could compete against the best Russians and that's and I believe that's why they won. Uh,
2: the that was something we talked about yeah. at the draft party. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. uh, you know I'm I'm trying to sound all smart and I'm like yeah. you know my friend and I looked at. Some statistics, and in 1985 is when goalies stopped sucking, and that's really when the game changed. And he's like, "Well, I think it's when like hockey players became athletes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after yeah. Miracle on Ice." Oh yeah, yeah. You know,
1: yeah. You, you heard about that smoking in the dressing room and all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. Mario Lemieux
2: it's, between shifts or well, whatever. No, uh,
1: everybody, I mean, our coach come oh, in. Yeah. Our coach would come in and know uh, uh, after the first period, and they would try to say something to the team. Now there's only maybe five or six of us in there. Where's the rest of them? They're in the bathroom in the other room smoking. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, guys are smoking, yeah. Wow. I think it was true, if i not remember the story, but uh, Big Al. Uh, yeah, Freddie, yeah, yeah. In Tr- Maple Leaf Gardens. Uh, yeah. uh I think it was Brophy was coaching him, and, and he wasn't playing well, and he sent him to the end of the end of the bench where they have the seats right right yeah. beside the bench, the spectators, and it was open, and he sat on it. He told his trainer to go get him a cigarette, and he lit it up, I believe, <laughs> right there on the bench. <laughs>
4: He used to light smoke. his smokes with, a, yeah. with his blowtorch yeah. for curving yeah. sticks. <laughs> he,
1: has, he, does, he doesn't smoke
4: anymore. No, no, he can I, smoke can anymore. I just yeah, debrief you back? There you yeah. go.
1: This guess, is Dennis yeah. being
4: modest again. Mm. So he mentioned he played for Herb Brooks, but this is Dennis being modest again, and this was kind of like doing our interviews. Mm. So he'd say, yeah, Herb was great, but I'd say, well, tell me more about Herb. You're basically talking to a guy who was the de facto assistant coach for Herb mm. when... When he was injured, after he blocked that shot, mm-hmm. so Herb mm-hmm. kind of says to Dennis, uh, you, "You can take it over."
1: Well, yeah, I kind of like because uh, you know you got the games and that, so you're pretty much. So I would go there before the game and and it's probably about he would come in at five o'clock and I get in about five fifteen and sit down an and we talk and he'd ask me to look at different things for the game, help him out, uh, look at the other team or, or in between periods, come down and tell me and all that. So I'm sitting there and then and then all of a sudden he go, I go. Uh, I looked at him. I go, "What's the matter?" He goes, "Well, I'm I'm just waiting for a phone call." I said, "What kind of phone call?" Uh, I'm waiting for Lou Nanny to call me to tell me who's playing. I go, "You what do you mean who's playing? You're the coach." Yeah, I know, but Lou Nanny's the general manager. He's the one that is going to tell me who we're going to play, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, whoa. So, certain guys, you know, if you if, if you weren't playing if if you weren't playing while well during the game, guess what? You weren't playing. Because Lunani is going down now, so they had a hard time working together. I would Herb imagine Lou yeah, Nanny, the meddling. that was uh, the success of Minnesota hockey. Lou Nanny was involved. Her Brooks was involved. Uh, a few other uh, named gentlemen were involved and Mariucci. Mm-hmm. John John yeah. Mary Ucher is famous and, and and they always said can these two guys work together? Answer was no? And the answer is no. <laughs> exactly. I was involved with her that Brooks. and all that. So it's you know, but that's just how he operated his there's nothing wrong with that. It's just how he operated his team there and that's uh you know, other maybe other teams do it too, but that's the way he did it and it's that's not is that right or wrong? Who knows, but uh, it was what it was. Yeah, yeah exactly.
3: And you played with Dino Ciccarelli as well, Ciccarelli. Yeah, I certainly <laughs> did. Yeah, great man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another guy, you know, one of those. I think unsung guys, yeah. undrafted, and yeah. signed as a free yeah. agent, and became one of the best goal scorers in the entire. Yeah, one
2: of well, those guys so, in the conversation of best yeah. to never win. The had cup, probably, yeah, he probably.
1: He did probably have the black, best black book too. Blackfoot yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I think I know where you're going <laughs> We're playing with Dino at Paul
4: Coffey's Easter Seals yeah. tournament this weekend yeah. And that's in Kingston right? No, uh, the, Paul's tournament's Vaughan. in Vaughn oh, It's in
2: Vaughn Okay because yeah. I know just, Paul's going to be up there in Kingston for hometown we'll hockey on, on Sunday okay. Yeah so um, th- there's more than one yeah. of these tournaments right. where, where are the next ones and if any of the locals want to play where can they
1: play? Well the next after this one the next one's in Oakville Brad Mace Brad Mace yeah. Brad Mace and uh, that's 16th 17th Just google Easter uh, Seals charity my hockey My birthday November 17th I'll be playing I'll be on the ice yep there you go uh the next one after that uh is in Kitchener, kitchen Cambridge I think Ricky so, yeah. Vives.
4: Ricky Vives yeah yeah
1: 21st 22nd so 22nd, just, 23rd? Yeah, just yeah just
4: Google Easter Seals charity mm. hockey yeah. you can sign up or you can donate yeah, yeah. money goes to kids with physical disabilities right. so who doesn't want to help kids with physical yeah, disabilities really? so Dennis spends a lot of time playing in right in those tournaments right. I get I do the odd MC gig for them it's yeah. It's a lot of fun yeah. and I mean for these guys, they get to see their old teammates, right? And uh, tell some war stories and and, and to give got? you
2: an idea of like the charity that you guys mm-hmm. are helping yeah, out. Yeah, you're connected like, to it. Yeah. That's my awesome. my family uh mm-hmm. went to Easter Seals camp when I was younger. Mm-hmm. My sister has physical disabilities as well as some other things. And when mm-hmm. we went to Easter Seals camp, like it was it was a rare opportunity to do things outside of our own house right as a family right. just like any other family mm. it was a, an extremely rare thing but it was mm. it was so fun mm. and uh they they really made uh you know all the kids feel included they made the siblings of the kids feel included mm. um which is what i got right. and they they showed the parents a good time they had like a casino night and stuff like that it was it was great right. so if yeah. you're you're helping out that sort of thing as as awesome. well as as well as uh, much more.
4: That's yeah, great. Yeah, it's, you know, a it's a good it's time. time. And you get to yeah. humiliate yourself around NHL guys who can actually play the game. <laughs> right. I, know I, I just go out there and I'm like, i don't, I don't belong here, but it's a lot of it fun.
1: He didn't give me any looks. I got a <laughs> wink. I'm doing, I'm, I didn't doing a a a, I'm doing a cherry event in uh, Houston, Texas, December 2nd for uh, Hurricane Harvey. Amazing. To raise some money, yeah. We're doing a hockey game there. Yeah, it's, it's funny. There, there you we go. We got some Texas that. listeners. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. they'll come yeah, out. Yeah, so it'll be good. And Yeah, and then I've got... November tenth, I'm at the Expo coming up.
4: Yeah, we're at the Sports we're Card Expo. It's Friday the, at five five to six thirty. At are. the International yeah. Center Sports right. Card Expo, where that's right. Yeah, me yeah. and all my geeky hockey card buddies go. Come. So Dennis and I will be <laughs> signing <laughs> books there. Signing books. How much? How much money will you be out at the end of that <laughs> day? Oh, uh uh <laughs> you know my wife is a frequent listener of your podcast. So <laughs> is that's she the, actually? I'm no, sorry, but that's the only question <laughs> I'm going to decline to answer <laughs> today. And,
1: and, and also, I got November twenty fifth. I have a launch. Oh, November twenty fifth. Uh, fifth, and at the bottom line. Uh, from 4.30 to 7.30. The Caps are in town. Caps are playing okay. the Leafs, so we want to have all those capital fans that live in Toronto to come down to the bottom line 430 to 4.30, between 4.30 and 7.30. So I can get, uh, buy a book, get an autograph, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. That's right. As
3: well as Leaf fans can come too. And hopefully Ovechkin doesn't score like he always does against the Maple Leafs right. because he, he just he scores them against apart. a lot of teams well me? he does yeah. but it seems like it the Leafs are his just team no, <laughs> no, no 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 Nathan Walker hat that, trick
1: in overtime Saskia the guy can score yeah. anywhere yeah he's, he's just a, unreal a, a great great score strong man yes when he scored 65
2: did yeah. he break your record
1: yes he did son of a yeah, gun okay, yeah won't. he's already told me he's not going to touch the other record there's no way he's gonna. I get the total points. Right, one uh, I mean, twenty two, one hundred thirty six, no. one thirty six. Uh, yes, and he said, I, "No one's gonna touch your seventy six assists." He says, "You're gonna have that record. That's yours." That's nice. So man. I was kind of nice, yeah. And I did follow. <laughs> they did when the, the the year he did beat me. I was. I think I had the record for twenty plus years, whatever. Yeah, for most goals. And uh, and they were get they were going game by game with them uh, with me, and and we're identical. You know how many, how many goals we had, like in the fifty-five and fifty. It was like identical, identical games and all that. And then, uh, and of course, they—I was skiing. I was living in Aspen, and they called me and said, "Would you be interested in talking or if we, he breaks the record?" Record, and I, I thought they'd bring me down. I thought they'd say, "Come on down." Well, there's another unforgettable. There's another f- unforgettable. Exactly. Well, who are, who's well, Dennis Murphy coming down to honor? Uh, well, I, w- what did I do before? You know, mm. before he get the sixty five, you know, so I, I I didn't have, you know, I didn't get, a, I, I got a phone call. Oh, jeez. Well, uh, Thanks. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, what do you think of uh, uh, Gretzky? Um, uh, not Gretzky uh, Ovechkin uh, tying your record. Well, I've been following them for, for the last month. Of course, I, I think it's great. I'm cheering them on. Yeah, thanks you know, for asking. You know, yeah, I'm cheering them on. And then when they call me next day and an article, I says, Yeah, that's great. And then over the years, I said, well, well, everybody's asking me, How come, didn't they invite you down? Didn't they give you some kind of a help with the recognition of uh, the two guys, the old and the new, or something like that? And I says, Yeah, right. So I never did. So it's kind of like, a lot of things that goes along with the book about you know the recognition I mean am I pissed at it no am I gonna you know do something about it no I just if it ever happens great so you better more, i be pissed. I'm more <laughs> I'm more, uh, I'm more uh, you know I did my thing you know if things if I get recognized for certain things it'd be great like uh, Ken, we talked about my dad who's mm-hmm. who's not who's 93 years old and He's—I uh, hate to say it—he's all skin and bones right now, and but the brain's still there, and it's just like any time, and so that's kind of the recognition. If if I get recognized for something, it's to my it's to my parents for what they did for me um, all along, and that's what I've tried to do. I know I talked about a banner in London. London Knights kind of haven't strap. retired Dennis's number. You know, and, and He's and, one uh, of the
4: top, what, yeah. three scores of all time? Corey oh, yeah, Perry broke yeah. your
1: record? Yeah, well, he did in four years. Yeah, we, and Dennis had I'm three. And three and he, they, yeah. London Knights I mean, still haven't you know, retired
4: his numbers. Let's listen, yeah. listen, read these stats out, Adam. Okay, so first year,
3: you're... This is after the... You played the Marlboros, you played eight games before, so you must have been like 15 yeah, then. Yeah, exactly. So you're 16 years old, 59 games... 46 goals, 67 assists, that's 113 points. Next year, 69 games. That's 47 goals, 65, uh, 112 points. Get this. And then, last season, and this is the crazy one, 65 games, 66 mm-hmm. goals, 79 assists for 145 points, and 53 penalty minutes to boot. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That is... Man, that is Not bad. For <laughs> a guy, was too small.
4: 350 <laughs> yeah. points yeah. in... Or 360-something three points yeah. in three years? Yeah. You know how many London Knights yeah. fans I've had come up to me? When mm-hmm. they heard I was writing this book or wrote this book, and they go, "Why isn't Dennis's number retired in London? Why yeah. is it? We don't don't, don't we know." Still, I get should ask, ask one of my relatives. He's, he's, uh, he's uh, they've a asked the yeah. knights. Uh, yeah. The the it, it, the, it, the, it, the paper in London did a story, yeah. and it just it's just the way it I is, think is so what far.
1: they well. And uh, what I've heard is their their possibility of a, uh, doing a renovation there, eleven million dollar renovation at the uh, whatever gardens they call it, Budweiser. Budweiser, Budweiser. yeah. And they're doing a hockey all of fame kind of section. I don't believe that's where I'm going to be going and That's the last I heard, but I I don't, they call Hopefully. me great. But uh, as I said, it's for my, it's for my, my parents and my dad who's not doing really well. So, yeah.
2: Rodney it's Dangerfield it. of hockey, you get no respect. Yeah. But <laughs> no respect. <if laughs> you want to no, give him I some respect. Respect. I'm
1: respect. No, I'm respected. I know there's no, no respect. It's mm-hmm. just nah. certain things in your life you, you, you want to say, well, geez, you know, I really did do that. And mm-hmm. and people did see that and people did and, uh, honor me. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah
2: you Want to find out more? You yeah. can buy Dennis Maruch, The Unforgettable Story of Hockey's Forgotten 60 Goal Man. Yeah, it's With on John. Amazon. It's on Amazon. I got to give you guys
4: right? credit. Yeah. I did, when I came on to talk about One Night Only last year, the Dangle Navy, as they are known, is that yes. correct? Mm-hmm. <laughs> on Amazon, they ran out of my books because so many of your <laughs> listeners bought that's awesome. One Night Only. So if crazy. you guys can Buy the books. do it again, I'd be honored.
1: It's a great read. There's, there's it good, it's good. There's, it's fun. there's, there's, you know, I'm, I'm not embarrassed. Uh, I tried to commit suicide. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, I came five feet from uh, going in the cliff of the Grand Canyon in Utah. So, uh, you know, there's just, uh, all those, all those things that happen. And, yeah, there's there's great reading there. There's great stories off the ice. There's there's stories in there about who people, famous people I've met. Uh, uh, you know, broken marriages, uh, <laughs> uh, meeting a new new girlfriend, and, and and enjoying life again. And my daughter's uh, becoming my best friend, who can, can kind of really controlled my life to be a better person um, in, in life, and to, to respect the people that love you. And it is a really easy read. Mm-hmm. So buy the book, enjoy it, and I think you will, yeah.
4: And there's Hall notes in there. Yeah! goley
1: yeah. Hall, Hall & Oates. <laughs> yeah. Oates, all those... Uh, yeah, famous people. Neil Young, yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, it was an absolute pleasure having you on. Tell us a blast. You guys so, are the best
4: you. for having us on. Thank, just, thank you. I love the format. You're just
2: yeah. talking hockey Pretty old, yeah. Well, pretty old, thank you. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we sold lots of <laughs> copies of your book last yeah. time. <laughs> <And I> mean, <laughs> you're <laughs> the reason yeah. I got a book deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, and you're, you're an author should... to be. That's there, right.
4: Yeah, that's did you
3: hear Steve's writing a book? Yeah, I did. Steve's writing a book. Yeah, i said, heard that on the podcast. He's writing a book, so... Yeah. yeah,
2: there you excited go. For that. Is so it spend difficult? money on on Dennis's book <laughs> and And then save. Yeah, and and then then save. save. Uh, <laughs> Is it difficult? It's yeah. It's pretty hard. Yeah. It's um, well, it's funny. Yeah. It's like how you were saying, uh, it's it's easier to write stories that you were there for. Yes. It's. What I'm ha- really st- struggling with is when I was a kid, because, mm, uh, you know you go, "Oh, I yeah. remember this." and but you don't remember like key yeah, details. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right, you know, you're right. it's a little fuzzy when you you're seven, dig in the mind, uh, right yeah. for all yeah. those details. So yeah? like I'm having yeah. to interview people about me. And be like, what do you um, remember? How great was I? Yeah. <laughs> how, what, is, what was it like to be with the legend? Yeah. Great or the greatest? Yeah. What would you rate you me? You gotta yeah. feel that way. It's hard, but I'm yeah. about a third of the way done. Good okay. for you.
4: When's yeah. the due date? uh april it's like a baby oh, right What's your two days? yeah deadline <laughs>
2: well it's supposed to be april but i'll tell know. you what you're
4: gonna get more work done in march than any other month yeah, yeah, but oh i know i can tell you and that with, with the lead-up to the playoffs too that's gonna be fun oh for my you. god
2: i got so much done in the summer and since the <laughs> season began screeching yeah. all the time I gotta, I gotta i'm so happy
4: out. to say i'm not writing a book this winter it's gonna that be not, nice. must be a nice <laughs> break yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot that's of work, good. but it's it's. Yeah. The, they say the two best days are the day you sign the book deal and the day the book comes out. Yeah. And I can say mm-hmm. that's probably true. Mm-hmm. But of course, they didn't add in doing the Steve Dangle oh, podcast. well,
2: You just Dangle. know yeah. he's gonna come back in two months. So I'm, that, no. I'm gonna be. Ri- I'm. No. I'm yeah. writing two books right now. It's <laughs> Dennis <laughs> Marook, part Two. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Fall comeback. of Rome. Hockey uh, Card uh,
4: Stories Part comeback. Four.
2: After Open Heart. I
4: got a book called Three
1: Nights Only. Three nights. Only. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. you should do that yeah, two that's kids. that's exactly. my honeymoon and he's, having, and he's having two more kids
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly that's after right after the, I got the
1: kids, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got the kids in there too the book yeah, is yeah. The Unforgettable yeah. Story yeah. of Hockey's Forgotten 60
3: yeah. Goal Man Dennis Baruch you can pick it up on Amazon they or any stores. any yeah. lovely place where you can buy books that's yes, right bookstores bookstores they're all cool. in there right? or iTunes correct
1: yeah it's on iTunes buy the hard
3: copy be old school kids yeah hard copy's good yeah sorry say hard copy again
1: Hard copy? Did I say Meredith copy? Did I say
3: Meredith
4: Yeah, A little bit. Have I been drinking? My dog no, no just good. comes I'll out with drinking. Hard It's hard The double A.
1: a the hard. copy. Hard copy on Hard. Hard copy. Give me a
4: hard copy of it, bud. I fought him for
1: it. Read no. a book. Pack of dirt. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you frig off. Right. Give me the hard copy. Okay. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Underscore Dangle.
3: At Adam, W-Y-L-D-E. And at Jesse Blake.
0: The
2: Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought
1: to you by Panago Pizza. Order at
2: Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.